The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to another new episode. We get them for you every Monday. We haven't had a rerun in seven years. Yeah, one every week. I know, right? Uh, This one is for July 24th, and uh, we're going to do our best to cover what happened in San Diego at Comic-Con. A lot of stuff, more stuff than we can possibly get to in an episode. This is stuff that'll trickle uh, throughout. Uh, Name of the episode is Shark Tank, just so you know. And uh, we also, uh, Jimmy will review Ghost Story, which he really liked. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand, uh, yeah. Uh, And Dunkirk is also uh, being reviewed. So uh, stay for that and the Comic-Con coverage and all of that. And we thank you, of course, for listening to us every week. We also thank our sponsors every week. Uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, Saturday, July 29th. Everything at Dr. Volt's will be 20 to 50% off. They're going to be hosting the creators of Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump. So go in Saturday, July 29th for the sale. Get your comics signed at the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Also, Cabin Fever. Hi, Dave. You know who's been around for 35 years? Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, celebrating birthdays, marriages, new babies. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, Chef Daniel, if you're having ingredients shipped to your home and you're doing all the work, making your meals, all that packaging and ice packs can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy. Get a hold of him. Here's his website, Cantu's Catering. That's C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com for more information. Also, Black Velvet Boutique. Through July, Black Velvet Boutique is accepting donations for the Rape Recovery Center. So go in with a donation and receive a discount off your next purchase at Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Also want to thank a new sponsor uh, for this week, Geek Fuel, bringing you the show. Doing something that no other geeky subscription box has done before. They're offering a free box to anyone who wants to try them out. Just pay shipping and handling. They're so confident you'll love those service. They want the geek community to try it for free. So go to geekfuel.com slash geekshowfreebox. This offer is effective Friday, July 21st until July 31st, 2017 at 11.59 p.m. All right, let's get to it. The name of the episode is Shart Tank. Please to enjoy. That sounds like more than 120 characters. Shut up. Oh, oh no, it happened. He said it. But I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. Hey, guys, want to go clean up garbage? It's really hard for pterodactyls to goose step, though. Godzilla, I love the Godzilla. Oh, you hit the run. Touchdown. There are a lot of Snow White projects. Wow. Jason, how do you feel about the prequels? Oh, you guys, come on. Let's get so, back to the fucking show. So, GeekShowPodcast.com Welcome back to the basement. Hello. Hey there. And what a basement it is. <laughs> we gotta stay in the basement. Those dogs, man. They're, fucking, they're protective. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with those two. <laughs> I, I, Let's eat them. We went, uh, we went, uh, we went upstairs to, to get some drinks, and Carrie's like, shh. It felt like it felt like a section in Metal Gear Solid while we were sneaking booze. No, I felt like I was twelve years old Bring. taking alcohol from my parents. Well, no, did someone. you did you check to see if they had used grease pencil to mark the levels? No, but they put tape on our door to make sure we didn't open it. <laughs> but th- so this is a weird thing though. We're recording at night. Yeah, I think it's like Sue's getting up early in the morning, and oh, so is she? yeah, she hates us. 
Yeah, <laughs> basically right now. Well, we she hates kinda, me. She hates me more. We've kind of we kind of earned it. I mean, yeah. really hurt. Let's go do the episode upstairs. In <laughs> in bed with your wife. <laughs> huh? This is only like the what the third time we've probably ever done this. Like at night. This late. Yeah. 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 yeah you I'm, can blame it on me. I'm really loud and obnoxious. Well, it night. makes you feel any better. My my uh, special is pissed off at me too for doing it tonight. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had to skip uh, somebody's birthday celebration. Oh, don't yeah. Did you oh. fuck up. Yeah, but I could have gone camping. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> 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 All right. He could have gone camping. He's Shannon Barnson. That's right. Naked? But I would never do that. I'd never do that. Uh, got to my pub quiz. It's a real fucking gym. Uh, <laughs> With a recommendation every, like that. Every Wednesday night, 8.30, lucky 13. Fucking eat a hamburger. <laughs> oh, those are the rules. Don't cheat yeah. and eat a hamburger. Don't cheat, don't yell the answers, and eat a fucking hamburger. Okay, you got a coach. How do you get people to not yell answers at those things? It's yeah, a especially fucking nightmare. I'll say it right now as a participant. I, I have to say it. Over and over and over again. Because, you know, drunker Hulk gets, louder Hulk gets. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm usually on Eggs team, so we usually have the answers. But, like, I'll sit there and, like, I mean, across the fucking room, you'll hear, like, it's Julius Tiles. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, no, and my thing is, it's like the mindset of this, right? Because, so I always go, like, through the rules, and one of the big things is, and I, I always say, and this is going out to the people who are not fucking listening to me at all right now. <laughs> right. Please do not yell at the answers, right? And but like somebody at least almost every time somebody it's juice yells. Yeah. <laughs> Orange juice. You know, and uh my thing is always and then huh, I kinda go after him. Okay, I totally go after him. But I'm just like, <laughs> how do you think this fucking works? Yeah. Where we have like a checklist where we're sitting there going, like we're running around. That doesn't make any sense at all, does it? Well, we are starting to get people at our live shows that are deciding it's full participation. Yeah. And that, that needs to stop. He's going to wear you as a suit. He's Jimmy Martin. Oh, it's tailored and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not if you're wearing me. <laughs> so that thing's going to bunch around the ankles and wrists. <laughs> uh, watch, watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouth Off, uh, Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and uh, The Arrow, and then Read Me in Slug. Uh, gosh, what movies are out right now? Baby Driver. No, Rise came out. Oh, I could re- I could review uh, Rise at the end of the episode. Rise. Uh, or not Rise. I'm sorry. It's uh, about War. A, it's War. about a, War oh. the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I have to go see that with Egg because my uh, usual movie partner won't go see it because she doesn't want to watch monkeys get shot. <laughs> I, a lot cry. of fucking monkeys get shot. They're fake <laughs> monkeys. Carrie, <laughs> should we go? We should. It's... Oh. I want I'm not going to review it now, but we'll do it later. But. No, don't. Yeah. Save it, because I need oh, to see it first. It? I saw it two weeks ago, Holy as we record this. Holy That's wow. how excited they were to show us that That's like movie. a month ago when this comes out. And yeah. I could have seen it, but I fucking forgot and slept <laughs> in. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I would have went in a heartbeat. All right. I, I would have murdered a sack of hobos for that. He would have murdered a sack of hobos for that. He's Lee George Cade. I, I would have. I would have. Sorry. Seriously. I mean, there's so many sacks of hobos just <laughs> sitting around in front of my restaurant. How big are these sacks? Uh, usually they're giant burlap green sacks. <laughs> but, you know, your, your average Salt Lake hobo, they're kind of undernourished. You can oh. fit two or three of them in a yeah. sack. So. Oh, did we get all your media out? Yeah, I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. It works. So uh, if you do want to see me wrestling a veritable sack of hobos, come visit me at Fresh Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201, Monday through Friday. 
Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Or better yet, help me in my quest for jerky supremacy. Uh, you can order our jerky online, frisheats.com. You can also pick it up at one of a million outlets now, um, including... Um, Here we go. Let's Come see. on. <laughs> food, fight vegan, uh, food Fight Grocery in Portland, Oregon. There's two locations there. There's Nooch Grocery in Denver, a Colorado. There's also Rabbit Food Vegan Grocery in Austin, Texas. There's both Jade Market locations here in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as the Watchtower Cafe or at Frisch. And last but not least. You always save the best for last. The Bike Doctor in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> 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 Do they ring a bicycle bell every time you buy the vegan jerky? They do now. <laughs> they should do that. They should have a bicycle bell set up. And like, hey, Ma, another hipster got his wings. Ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bicycle belt. Just to have? Just to have. Put it on like your belt buckle. Bling, bling, bling. Coming through. You <laughs> Hello. Or just to make you happy. Yeah, just to make me happy. Well, I, I, just, I, I, want the, I want the jerky empire to become supreme so that I can start... You know, talking about some of the issues that Carrie was complaining about last week, like, you know, taking a week off. So I like opened that. a bunch of massage parlors and called it the Jerky Empire. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was called Little Mr. Rub and Tugs. <laughs> and weirdly, it's, it's the worst name for a car wash, weirdly but enough, I tried. <laughs> weirdly enough, it, it, <laughs> and weirdly enough at, at Jimmy's Jerky Empire, there was also a package called... <laughs> Sriracha teriyaki. Yeah. Is that Ooh. weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but his full Whitaker tasted differently. Oh! oh. <laughs> uh, God, I lost so much money in that endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd gone one door down. <laughs> they already had the tables. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't uh, know what we're talking about. He doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> What? He's quad T. Eight show, eight show. <laughs> He's too tall, Tony. What's next door down? Uh, well, Tony, we can't talk to you about it. Oh, you're from down south. You know what's down there. <laughs> what are the tables Don't for? Don't act all holier than thou. What, what are the saying? tables for? Jerk it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, I'm going God, to jail. Get with the program, dumb dumb. Oh, I don't get it. That's yeah, so much better than that hole in the wall saloon we built. <laughs> <laughs> well, check me out on Twitter. At Quad T Tony, or right here on the Geek Show, or on the Gadget Spot with Excitable James. There was a woo. I heard he's, it. He's too cold. He can't. Yeah. His, his he's mo- using the whole. His molecules. Have, <laughs> They're all condensed. To, condensed. Just trying and, to figure uh, out when Kerry got a Jawa. Him and and Jaren and Owen. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's reaching absolute zero over there. Teeny. <laughs> that old uh, hole in the wall saloon, man. It was just the liability issues because some people couldn't yeah. do it right. They kept getting. The, they kept was, getting their fucking eyes poked out. Now it's just messy. <laughs> oh, I know what you're too talking much, about now. Are you much, sure? I think too much, so. Too much bleach. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about like porkies? Yeah, something like no, that. No, you no. Heard, you ever heard of a glory hole, son? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that kind of... Oh. Well, on porkies, doesn't he stick it through? Yeah. That's kind of... It's a glory hole at that just point. Just go to Craigslist. You'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't go to the address. I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass. I'm going to hang out with our host. Oh, Carrie Jackson. Look at that segue. It's a sheet in my kitchen. There he goes. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. So what kind of business venture would you like to launch, Carrie? <laughs> We've given you three great ideas. Well, I've actually, I have this idea for an app. Dip and dunk. An app? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is like shitty Shark Tank we're doing right now. Shark Tank. <laughs> 
Shark take. Shark take. That's, All right. a, that's our show. Shark take. <laughs> give us your shitty idea. Give we'll us your shitty idea, fuckface. What is it? Well, that's uh, dipping dots for dicks. And, uh, <laughs> so wait, you put your dick in the little ice creams? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you got dipping dots on your dick. Well, it's also like a, it's like a golden corral, but a jerk off parlor. <laughs> yeah, we call it golden corral. <laughs> that's not a golden corral. That's a that's a pearl corral. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just won Shark Tank. Here's 20 bucks. Go make your dreams come true. <laughs> Jerk off a Rama. What the hell is this? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's it's a like, movie It's parlor. like Golden Horal, but it's just got a different name. Hey, we got soft serve ice cream and also Jerk Off Ladies. It's great. Do you want, you want to hear my... Uh, yes, app. You have an my, app idea. Is it going to beat Golden Horal? It's close. It's close. Because this, this one's based on actual shit. <laughs> well, that, you can't bring that on Shark Tank. Back to reality. Okay, okay, Shark Tank. It is Shark Tank. That's where it belongs. Right, okay, let's hear your okay. idea. Hey, okay, let's listen up. <laughs> All right. Scary Jackson, what's your pitch on Shark Tank? <laughs> <laughs> some time ago, when I was uh, tutoring some amateur atheists <laughs> on how to be atheists, uh-huh. they didn't know how, so okay. I was tutoring them. They also notified me a little, a little while later and said, we want to learn how to drink. Oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. would you teach us? So here's, here's my plan. My program is called Drinking Buddy. <laughs> and I get people who have fallen and teach them how to drink. <laughs> like, like, vid- a, like video okay. tutorials? Right. Is it an app? It's an app. It's a class. It's it's so it's everything. You got like you uh, drink suggestions. So our our first our first recipes. class our first class would be to take them to a liquor store, <laughs> and and show them the good stuff, and 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 walk them through the process. Because believe it or not, we're we're here in Utah. Uh, there are a lot of people who have never set foot and are terrified of, because our liquor is sold by the state. Well, and it, it's frightening, and and the 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 state designs the buildings so that they're like shame palaces, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and we also we also know from our own experience that if you start with Everclear and and uh, Kool Aid, you're probably not going to like drinking. No, oh, yeah. you're going right. to throw up. Exactly. All right, so you got to do this right. So, drinking buddy will take you through <laughs> the entire process if you have decided to start drinking. We start at the liquor store. We find out what your strengths and weaknesses are. We teach you to put. Uh, uh, grape juice in your wine to kind of ease you into it, right? You know, okay, and go for like there. Welchers, yeah. It's Welches. Well, so a Carrie, Welcher is no, we use someone... Welchers. <laughs> Carrie, I think this is a, <laughs> that's something different. I think this is a really good idea. I think this is something that could work. But I think I'm, I, I might be. I don't know if I'm speaking for the rest of the judges though. Um, we really need you to figure out a way to, to fit whores in this. Okay. Well, so <laughs> I, I I was gonna expand on leasing because you said. Golden Haral. Right. I, I'm going to do Golden Shower Haral. Well, I'm, it's, it's the wet version of it. I'm actually, I'm actually going to say, Carrie, uh, one, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yes. I really like your idea. Um, I think we should card? also branch out to um, uh, Colorado and Oregon and have Smoking Bud E and, as an oh, app for people who have never taken. And, and I, I would like to give you this Discover card that you can launch your <laughs> empire with. Made of bubble gum. Because uh, you'll get you'll get two percent cash back bonus on any purchases you make before April fifteenth. Wow, this sounds like a win win. I I think <laughs> I have a, a slogan for you as well. Yes. Oh, jeez, drinking buddy. We'll teach you how to drink, and you'll never drink alone. Oh, 
because I will show you have up. the tutorial. I'm I'm like Santa. If you hit the drinking buddy and, app, I'll show up. And if we get George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers to come in to do the "I don't drink alone" song, I don't drink alone. Right. I don't drink alone. I drink with everybody else. I don't drink by myself. Right. My tagline would just be like, "Wow, that's a lot of piss." <laughs> it's easier. And more memorable. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, you know, if, if come if, to if, Golden Showers Corral, isn't that I don't want to really eat here. Oh God, a, is that a Trump property anyway? Everything's soggy. Oh. <laughs> Yuck. Oh. <sighs> this is the worst French toast I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> These eggs are runny. Oh, oh. God. This food is piss poor. Ah, hey, I like that oh. one. Hey, oh. That's good. I'll see you guys in hell. <laughs> well, so uh, what's coming up next on Shark's Tank? Shark Tank. Yeah. I, I just, I, I really, I've got a $48 budget that I want to give to somebody. Oh, uh, that's a shitty deal. Wow. <laughs> 48, huh? I got, 40, I got 48 bucks. <laughs> I got $2 and quarters from uh, laundry the other day. Let's bump I got this a, fucker up to 50. Okay, yeah, so 50 for $50, $50, Carrie, we can help you with uh, with Drinking Buddy and its subsidiary app, Smoking Buddy. I like Smoking Buddy. I have yeah. to admit, we need to incorporate that. Well, that'll have a list of uh, of all the dispensaries in whatever town you're in. So it'll almost be like a, a it'll almost be like a Lyft app, you know, where you can not only ring up your Smoking Buddy, it'll show you where the dispensary is and then call a car to bring you there. Oh, Jesus Christ. I like everything you're saying right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and then, and then just, if you're a, you just gave away a million dollar idea. And then, and then a little bubble's going to pop up, and it's going to say, "Have you been to a dispensary before?" And it's going to say, "Here are the things you need to be aware of. You're going to have to stand in this waiting area and wait Some, for someone to buzz you in." You're right. Somebody is coding yeah, this right yeah, now. Someone could make this now. Well, oh. That's where Doctor Reefer came from. <laughs> Time travelers. <laughs> I just went to Denver and uh, experienced some of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Weird. Now I will say, <laughs> you, came, you came back that night. You had a couple of gummy bears. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you'd eaten some gummy bears. It was the quietest I've ever seen him before. Her- he Her- was just like, like Her- you could just tell he's just like thinking about stuff. I asked, I asked, I'm going to make this shit project work. I asked him if uh, I asked him if he had uh, put some music on, and he just looked at me and said, "Why would I do that?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, with, with smoking buddy, you would have known better. You would have known." <laughs> yeah. Smoking Guys. Buddy would have said, what's your favorite album? It this was, is a good time. Would you like me to auto-load your favorite album? It was just Haribo. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I never listened to Ram Jam the same. Oh, my. Black Betty. Bam, blam. Stop <laughs> talking like that. Get a boner. <laughs> Next on Shark Tank. Shark Tank. You get inexplicable boners. What? Do you like help with your boners? Boner Shield by no. Shark Tank. So I think I'm going to Vegas in November. Yeah. And they're going to have dispensaries today. Uh, I heard got they built one. In, it's legal, uh, it's legal Mesquite, right now. Mesquite's yeah. got one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy and I figured out how to win Windover opens theirs. Uh, we're going to start chartering a fun bus because no one pulls those over. No. Nah. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be extra cargo containers. I'm going to hire people to drive me in a Volvo. Yeah. No one pulls over a Volvo. No. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go see Richard Cheese. Or a Prius. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A lesson my wife and I learned a long time ago, no one pulls over a minivan. So, <laughs> ever. You just drive a minivan to Wendover, load it up with weed, and bring it back. No one's going to care. They could see it through the windows. It's a minivan, though. Yeah. Let no, it go. Seriously. It's not real. Obviously, it's oregano. It's stacked to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those five-pound bricks of oregano. <laughs> they must They're run, hungry. They must run a pizza shop. Yeah. You can have it's se- a fresh. <laughs> you, can have, uh, you can have sex in a minivan, too. Nobody suspects it. They no. Just, no. They, they just think it's a restless kid. Yep. <laughs> 
Like, oh, somebody's Ritalin just wore off. Like, even if your ass is pressed up against the window, like, well, poor kid. <laughs> poor kid. Re up his Ritalin. He's booning they, everybody. They, okay. locked, they locked that dog inside that van. Oh, yeah. uh, so, they just uh, left it out there. I, I was just thinking of something. Well, we're talking about business, right? Yes. Uh, I, I do want to make everybody a promise. Um, if you come to my restaurant, there's something you will not experience. What is that? Anal. No. Well, <laughs> along those lines. That depends on whether or not the minivan's there. You said no really fast. That is a good promise. Yeah. You said no really fast. I mean, seriously. If you experience anal at my restaurant, you will get 100% of your money Now, strangely enough, that's not the strange part of the story. No? So there's a, there's a vegan restaurant, I think, in Oklahoma. They got a one-star Yelp review from somebody who said, uh, well, the, the people who own this vegan restaurant, it's really good food, but they've got a 20-month-old kid who runs around the restaurant naked all the time. Oh, my. What? And while my wife and I were eating, he climbed up on the table, bent over, and said, this is my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you. Can you I have in, that job? If you eat at my restaurant, at no time will either of my children I'm climb up on the table and show you their buttholes. Well, they'd, I'm technically not least, your child, but least, I'll be happy to come over. At least one of them, if they did that, they'd go to fucking prison. Exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I, it's, and the funny part is, is that the response from the restaurant to the person who gave the one-star review is, we do this for the animals. We don't care about rules and laws. I'm like, look, first, you named a kid Thor. I don't know if they named the kid Thor. I'm just assuming the kid's name was Thor. You got a naked kid running around your restaurant showing people his pooper? No good. Yeah. You don't need to open a restaurant. You should just stay at the fucking commune and stop making it hard for people like me to run a goddamn business. (laughs) (laughs) Because now you have people showing up going, hey... You got any buttholes here? Yeah, when's the uh, when's the preschooler going to come up and show me his butthole? If I want to have food and see a butthole, I'm going to go to the Acropolis. (laughs) 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 In Oregon. <laughs> the Acropolis? It's a steakhouse slash strip, strip club. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, on Shark Tank, we just funded a place called, called the Acropolis. <laughs> the Acropolis. Yeah, I was thinking of that it's word. A, it's but a Shiza shop. I couldn't figure out how to work it into a joke, so kudos to you, Lee. <laughs> I'm, I'm fast on the poop jokes. Indeed. Super fast. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my head. Acropolis. How can I incorporate that? Oh, Acropolis. Oh, they got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next on Shark Tank. On Shark Tank. <laughs> like one of the judges sit there just all say goes oh I gotta go <laughs> next next on Shark Tank we're gonna talk to a new NPR correspondent Marco Wormman he's a man made of worms <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright what the fuck are we even talking about I don't even it's know. an eighth show guys come on it's 929 at night. We've been, we've been on the job since noon <laughs> oh not me I was still asleep you know, that's just a standard day for us <laughs> You're asleep and we're all working. <laughs> <laughs> and one of us is camping. <laughs> I gotta Naked. Fi- I gotta fix that though. I can't keep huh? sleeping yeah. until no. school gets out. Yeah, you you're gotta gonna, fix that. You're gonna have to wean yourself off of that action. Yeah. Don't, don't, I, don't you fucking tell me how to live. Okay. I'm gonna start programming your I'm gonna start programming your cooking shows for morning. That'll get you up. What? You love cooking shows. I actually, all I do is watch the news and cooking shows. Yeah. That's all. And the new gong show, which we all agree. We all agree. We love. Us three. Yes. It's fucking fabulous. And we're we're also gong show purists. Yes. And we're okay with change. Yeah. You need to know that. There's not much change to it, though. Remember they did that one reboot on the game show network, and it was fucking terrible. It was bad. That was bad. That was bad. I, I think they're realizing that the only way the gong show works is if it doesn't work. It just has to be batshit crazy. Oh, and it is. It is. It is batshit. It is. 
It's horribly perverted well, and, and fantastic. But that's the 70s. You watch any show from the 70s. I mean, my grandpa used to say that Three's Company was the cleanest show on TV. I'm like, uh, it is? I mean, you say the 70s, though. I mean, this is on well, primetime right now. No, right. I'm, to, your, to your point, here locally, there was a big don't let your kids watch Three's Company right. movement. Yeah, right. Uh, it was but a jiggle show. It, it was what my mom was, lovingly referred to as a jiggle a show. A jiggle show. And, and, yeah. and these people are... <laughs> I know, I loved it. And these people are not supposed to be living together. Right. But at the same time, I could come home in the afternoon and watch Match Game. Right. Which was so fucking dirty. What's the most uncomfortable and place? Game. Dating game. Dating game was dirty. And what was that one? What was the one with... Uh, Dude, Family Feud back in the day was perverted. What's the most uncomfortable place you've ever made Wookiee? Yeah, it's a new that, game. That would be the butt, Bob. That'd be in the butt, Bob. Yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> she got it right. I mean, but come on. But everyone was focused on Three's Company. Oh, right. no. Right. Yeah. But, but I was watching some really... Raunchy shit in the afternoon. Phil Donahue, for God's sake, right. had all kinds of crazy shit on there. Yep. Martin Downey Jr. I don't know, but the sexual well, antics is John Ritter. <laughs> but like, I don't want, uh, and I don't think like we should ruin because I think half of the joy for me for this new Gong Show was figuring out who the host really is. Well, we can <laughs> say, I'll say no, it. no, let's not no, say no, no, it. No, 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 let's not say it. Let's no. let people figure it out. Why? It's but, Agent Colson. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Mike Myers. Oh, oh you God douche. damn it, well, asshole. It is out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. It's way so, out the there. Bet, it's so funny. Like When Shrek's all, talking he, on the show, it's yeah, fucking Mike Myers. Come on. He, you can tell he's having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I love watching the judges watch him because mm-hmm. they're just like because they're, is, they're well, studying him they're, they're, yeah. uh, well, and they're just like this is the best thing I've ever they're, seen yeah. they're right? in on the joke yeah. and like he's sitting there being a fucking idiot but just running around the, the stage and they're just like sure <laughs> I just have I just have one problem mm. it one? it doesn't feel right to call it gong show without Jamie Farr <laughs> no because Klinger Klinger was the best he was absolutely the best guy to oh, ring the gong what about, show? what about mean old Rex Reed Rex Reed was on, but I mean, I, I, I swear, I swear Klinger was on like every episode. He was on a lot. J.P. Morgan yeah. was Jamie, on a lot. And, uh, so. What's this little guy that got killed in, uh, they killed him, uh, Baby Driver. Little Her, fucker. Her, uh, little fucking guy. Herve huh? Villachez. Paul Williams. Paul Williams. Uh, yeah, oh, they, he was. Paul Williams was on He was a on lot. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And he was he was on coke most of the time. Yeah, I will say he got killed in Baby Driver. He's in that, good. That show won my heart though when they actually had <laughs> a, a couple come on there and sing a song called "Never Gong an Asian," and, <laughs> and then fucking Kim Jong totally fucking gonged him. <laughs> he goes, I he's like I only gong Asians. Like, this is how it works. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Oh, okay, uh, it's, it's a great show. It I, is. Well, I, I think we need another uh, another game show from the seventies to bring back Hollywood Squares, Shark Tank. We can fund that. Uh, the, the Magnificent Marble Machine. Wow! What? You don't remember the Magnificent Marble Machine? No, because no. it was on for just a few weeks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's probably oh. why. Okay, changed your goddamn life though. Apparently, it was a <laughs> it was a giant pinball machine. Uh huh. And the problem with the game was is that people get getting killed by giant no, pinballs. You you had it was essentially a trivia show, and then if you won, you got to play the big pinball machine, which Ooh. means you'd see the pinball machine maybe for thirty seconds. Oh, That's the name of that, the show. That should be on more. Yes, right, right. It should be that you play pinball you to answer to, trivia questions. Yeah. But you it have was to outrun the pinball. But it was giant. <laughs> it was it was giant. You had to like these giant buttons that you had to press down to make the flippers go. And was Paul Lind on this show? No, was, <laughs> and that was another problem. No yeah. celebrities. I would like to see Charles Nelson Riley's Sweethearts brought back. 
I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was a late night game show from the late 80s. And it would, it would start every time, I'm Charles Nelson Riley, and this is Sweethearts. And I remember that. Out. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the most raunchy show that was on television during that period of time. It was always just, you know, two blind dates. They go out on dates, and then they do the video conferencing about it. And Charles Nelson Riley would tell dirty jokes. It's back when it confirmed Bachelor. Could yeah. wear an ascot on television, <laughs> and no one would question it. <laughs> and no thing. one would question it. Yeah. He's fine. My, gra- my <laughs> grandpa, my grandpa, fine. Would... Liberace's fine. They're all fine. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 gra- my grandpa would look at the TV and be like, "That guy's a Jew." And I'm like, "Okay, grandpa, uh, what about the ascot?" Well, he's a Jew because my grandpa was a racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, that's what I got. Yeah, from that. Story. He was not a homophobe. Though. Speaking of game no. shows, though, I've actually been loving. Uh, they brought back the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Oh yeah, which yeah. is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I love that, and especially when they're on like the one on one. How fucking old we are, by the way. Go ahead. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> they have to put their wrist in like straps so they and can't then do build hand a motions. pyramid out of. But my favorite one though, just recently, the guy goes. He was trying to describe something, and he goes, "Ah, oh, god, um, use useful breast or something like that." And he goes, "Oh, things that are perky." Bing! It's just one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that new match game is actually pretty funny too. Really? Yeah. Is there a new match game? Oh, oh yeah. With Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. I'm your host, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yes. That guy's so good at TV. You would never think that he is a phenomenal actor. <laughs> I know, and right? By the way, does Steve Harvey have like every second show on fucking TV right now? What do you mean? He's got Family, Family Feud. Feud. He's got his talk show. Yeah. Now he's got his fucking ripoff of Shark Tank, mm-hmm. too. That's he does? Up. Oh, Shark hey, Tank. Hey, yeah. guess what? He also does a morning radio show every day. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, he does no a radio shit. show. What's he I doing? He's just that. fucking... And then he just like, he's out of Chicago, right? Uh, LA, I want to say, but I, probably he just, Chicago. And what, he eats like $20 bills for lunch every yeah. day? No, I imagine <laughs> that that kind of drive is exhausting, though. I, oh, yeah. I imagine he goes through friends and family rather quickly. He's I also got the, the kind of like Kids Say the Darkest Things kind of show. Like, oh, wow. Like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's up to that degree wow. of just... Kids Say the Darndest Things is back? Uh, well, without You're the rapist. You're a rapist! He needs to put it and shut up. The name of the show is... He needs to put it and goes to sleep. They say the darndest things. He just called me a rapist. Just eat the butter and go to sleep. You see? I said your mama liked it. Did you see Ghost Dad? Leonard Part 6. Which, Leonard Part 6, which is called one of the worst films ever made. Yeah. Bill Bill Cosby is a spy. I've never seen it. Yeah. We need to see it. Okay. I've seen it. You guys have not seen Leonard Part 6? No. No. No I mean, the first five are great. Now I think I know. I tried to watch it, but I fel't like somebody roofed me and I passed out. (laughs) I think I know how movie critics are made now. If you watch Leonard Part 6 and made it through. You can critique movies. I actually told Shannon I was going to do a joke where I switched all my movie posters in my office to Bill Cosby movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Ghost Dad, Leonard Part Six, and, and that's it. That's it. Is that what you did? No, Mother Jugs and Speed. Well, yeah, but that was that's a good true. movie. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Fat Albert remake. Yeah, yeah. probably just a Jello pudding commercial or something. Did you, you know? see yeah. him walking out of his uh, out of that trial? Oh man! And what does he do? Hey! 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 <laughs> He did? Huh? No, he didn't. He did. No, he did. Yes, he, he did. Really did. He completely did. Yeah, you know did. why? Because rich people don't really realize the stakes. <laughs> you know, or or he's going for that insanity case. I swear to God, like anytime we see a certain uh, politician wander away and acting like a bumbling idiot, I'm like, mm, he's he's going for that 25th Amendment. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Well, that wasn't my limo. Oh. 
After these messages, we'll be right back for Shark Tank. For more Shark Tank, you see? (laughs) Well, let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in the month of July, shall we? Saturday, July 29th, everything at Dr. Volt's will be 20 to 50% off. They're going to be hosting the creators of Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump. Uh, go in Saturday, July 29th for the sale. You can get your comics signed by Salt Lake's strangest comic creators. Also at Dr. Volt's, in pursuit of a time-traveling criminal, the super-powered kids from the 30th century travel back to the 1960s to enlist the aid of the greatest teen superhero ever, Robin the Boy Wonder. But Batman's hard-boiled nemesis Egghead has stolen one of their unattended time machines and taken it off into the far future. Holy time-travel paradox. Also, DuckTales, woohoo, returns featuring beloved characters like Uncle Scrooge, Donald Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. This new number zero issue is a perfect jumping on point for fans of old and new. And Matt Wagner returns with the third and final volume of his epic fantasy trilogy, Mage the Hero Denied. This long-awaited conclusion follows the adventures of the reluctant everyman hero Kevin Matchsticks, who, after encountering a wizard, discovers he is able to wield the power of the mystical sword Excalibur. Skin and Earth is a story of a girl looking for hope in a hopeless world. Set in a post-apocalyptic future where corporations rule, this adventurous tale of loneliness, deceit, and self-discovery begins here. And it's written and drawn by alt-pop phenomenon uh, Lights. Skin and Earth ties directly into her next full-length album. Open seven days a week. The whole service is free. And with that, you get a 20% discount off your purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. Also 10% off for active or retired military. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, your friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City, 2043 East, 3300 South, open seven days a week, Dr. Volt's. July in Utah, which means the locals are celebrating Pioneer Day. <clears throat> Pioneer Day is really what they go. Speaking of pioneers, you know who's been around for 35 years? Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Celebrating birthdays, marriages, new babies, and more. Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. 35 years in business. Happy local business and birthday, Cabin Fever. What started out as a small card shop back in 1982 has now become so much more than a card store. With an ever-increasing array of gifts and collectibles from licensed lunchboxes, retro candy, gift bags, playing cards, and wrapping paper. Also coffee table books on film poster art as well as biographies on exploitation, sci-fi and horror films, and don't forget the rubber duckies. Cabin Fever has grown up over the years while still keeping its tongue firmly planted in the world of the meek, the geek, and the freak. You thought I was going to say cheek, didn't you? Stop by Cabin Fever and wish them the happiest of birthdays. They're open from 10 to 9 Monday through Saturday and uh, 12 to 5 on Sunday. Located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 5th South and 7th East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo! Hello. And uh, yeah, the name of the episode is Shart Tank. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get back to it in just a few moments. I will give you $50,000 for one fourth of my sharts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, we got to get to some news. So, you know, just a few things just happened few this things. week. You know, it's been a, big a couple week, things. Yeah. Uh, joining me for Broken News, Jimmy. Hello. Counts. Yes. Shannon. Hey. Hey, thanks for joining us, Shannon. Oh, boy. We've been having a weekend. (laughs) This is two weeks in a row for me. I need a locker. (laughs) Before we get to the news, I got to just tell you, I had the most fun I think I've ever had playing a game. 
Oh, God. Ever in my life. Uh, what, Friday night? Yeah. We popped out the Rick and Morty Mr. Meeseeks <laughs> box of fun game. It's a combination of like Yahtzee and Truth or Dare. Yeah. All Actually, right. not even Truth, just Dare. Dare. It's just Dare. <laughs> and uh, we'd li- I'd like to apologize to everybody on our phone contact, uh, contact list. list. Yep. Uh, you might be getting called. Yeah. If we pl- it is the this. most fucked up game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> and like, I just love that all the people I know will do anything. Yeah. Nobody uh, fucking... Everything uh, from spit in your hand and rub it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> to to where I had a, converse, uh, a butt dialed, you know, obviously on purpose, but a butt dialed conversation with Shannon about how our sex life is not great anymore. <laughs> in the middle of the night. And, our, and, and the person I called was our good buddy Z. Yeah. Oh, and he goes, hello? Or like, you don't fuck me like you used to anymore, asshole. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, it's if you want, uh, it's out of print now. I yeah. got it for Christmas, but yeah, it's like eighty bucks if you want to buy it. But be, I've even seen it for a hundred. It's getting nuts. Yeah, but it's, egg believes yeah. it'll get re-released. We'll if you've see. got a voicemail from either Jimmy or Shannon that you haven't listened to, delete it. Yeah, right? <laughs> just don't. It's buy bad. It. Yeah, it's bad. Just don't even go near it. Yep. <clears throat> so, All right, good times. I love my friends. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start with San Diego Comic Con? Nothing happened. Uh, well, I mean, we could start technically. So today is, we record this a Sunday, so maybe what the shit, maybe the this stuff that happened on 20, Friday first. Twenty fourth is when we'll release this. Yeah, show, so. so maybe the stuff on Friday was all the TV kind of stuff. Uh, well, like Netflix and tell you what, let's let's just head down a road. Let's uh, some some stories from last week that we didn't get to. Just real quick, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, is the third biggest Warner Brothers release of all time in North America. Nice. Love it. Not accounting for inflation. Love it. Uh, Leapfrog, the final Harry Potter film. Wow. I love that. So it goes uh, Wonder Woman, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises is the highest Warner Brothers movie? 448.1 mil. Wow. Oh, no, wait. Dark Knight Rises, then Dark Knight. 533.3. All right, sorry. That's crazy. Uh, So, yeah, it's Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and Wonder Woman. That's that's her, your Warner Brothers. Uh, so Warner Brothers likes their comic book movies, apparently. Apparently, oh, apparently so. <laughs> well, they they like them so much that uh, they brought on Matt Reeves to direct the new Batman movie. Yes, Saw indeed. That. And uh, he, of course, the Planet of the Apes director. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first things he did was is he got rid of the script that uh, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns wrote. Oh, jeez. Oh, yep. He says it's a new story. We're starting again. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. <laughs> That's going to be a great relationship with him on set. <laughs> yep. You made that well, shit you wrote? Now, Affleck said this weekend that he's thrilled that Matt Reeves is doing it, and he said he'd crawl on the ground like an ape for Matt Reeves. Ooh, wow. Right. So we'll see. Matt says it's, Batman's going to get kinky. He says he's envisioning a trilogy, actually. So Yeah. Yep. A, trilo- a Batman trilogy. Yep. I thought that was kind of ballsy. The director come on and go, Fuck your script. Yeah. <laughs> Not even fuck your script, but fuck your script, Ben Affleck. And, and yeah. Jeff Johns. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mr. DC. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're, let's start with the Justice League trailer yeah. that they released. Um, Aquaman's going to steal that shit, I'm telling you right now. I, I think you're right. Him, looks, him and the Flash. Yeah. Well, yep. Flash is your comic relief for sure. Mm-hmm. But Momo is funny too, though. I Everything that, he does. I love that DC and Warner Brothers got the memo from like the first show they put out that they need more woohoo from, from <laughs> right, Aquaman. Exactly. <laughs> Go online. There's like a four minute compilation yeah. of footage you've seen and footage you haven't seen, and it's out there. It's easy to find. And it's clearly Superman at the end. Stop fucking you know debating it. Well, here's here's yeah. here's what happened at the panel. Uh, a younger member of the audience uh, asked where Superman is because right I there? didn't see him. Momoa said, 
Kid, I don't know if you saw the last movie, but Superman is dead. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I'm telling you, look at that last shot, uh, and I'll, I'll put money on it. Alfred digs him up. It's what it looks like. Or something. He's it's out in the forest like. yeah. when he says those lines. Yeah. It looked like he was in the Batcave to me. No, if you look in the back, there's like a line outside. of trees. Yeah, yeah. He's outside. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think they buried Superman out in the middle of the forest, Jimmy, but. Yeah, they did. Well, in a. In a like in a field. Yeah. yeah, he's in the field. The, oh, you, so you mean he's back in Kansas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He digs up his shitty casket, not the one in <laughs> right. DC, because that's Yeah, empty. that's true. That's a good point. So for our uh, non-DC fans, who's this bad guy? Steppenwolf. Yeah. Steppenwolf. I want to know. In the comics, he's just he's like the leader of the um, <clears throat> Apoc- Apocalypse Army. He's Darkseid's son. Oh, okay. So doesn't look like that at all in the comics. Yeah. Well, he's like a hairy dude oh, <laughs> oh really yeah so he's more that's, wolf-like that's wolf part. Yeah. yeah right he looks mean shannon in the movie he's trailer. he's fucking mean yeah. tell you the, the one of the coolest parts in that uh we were saying earlier though was that the, those lines of dialogue no protectors here no lanterns no kryptonians yep you're fucked right? yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool yeah uh so so that's uh november 17th that's in theaters i want to put another bet down the fact that he says no lanterns I think you're getting a lantern. Yeah, I bet. Like, Either in post-credit scenes or something, you're getting a lantern in that. Well, movie. I'm sure you will. I mean, yeah. they they have plans. And Ryan Reynolds is gonna be like, "I'm glad to be back!" Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, showed some uh, Aquaman footage. Yeah, not a lot, but some. It's just him uh, swimming in a the pool. <laughs> they didn't uh, they didn't release it online, but um, the descriptions were uh, two old men fishing in a little boat in the sea as some French music plays, and the scene has a playful tone. Uh, one of the men gets something caught on his fishing line, which starts pulling the boat faster and faster. Finally, the fishing rod flies out of his hand. They look down, and they see ships from Atlantis underwater, and they're cruising along like spaceships. And then we're transported underwater to see the fleet, including Atlanteans riding sharks. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's described as Star Wars underwater. Later, you see Momoa <laughs> wielding a sword, speaking to someone, and then it cuts to black. Uh, he said... Uh, he wants uh, everyone to experience Atlantis the first time that Aquaman experiences it as well. It is an origin story. So they'll be jumping back in the timelines hmm. with the release of the Aquaman movie. Oh, I hope he survives. Uh, Shaz- <laughs> Shazam is the next DC movie that they're working on, and it now has a director, um, and The Rock will not be in yeah, it. That's, what, that's fucking weird. I know. What doesn't it have is the news. Yeah. Uh, David F. Sandberg, a relatively new director. Um is going to be uh, directing it. And uh, so The Flash is seeing some delays. Mm-hmm. you got Batgirl, Suicide Squad, and the Wonder Woman sequel in early development. Shapan, uh, Shazam had, has been bumped up in the roster. They want to release it in 2018. I'm and back it, and forth on that Flash thing. Egg and I were talking about this yesterday because the, if they, the fl- they announced the fl- yeah. they're, they're doing Flashpoint. The movie is mm-hmm. called Flashpoint. But like... I get annoyed. I know everybody's annoyed because it's not Grant Gustin, but that's that's not DC's game. We're not combining like the universe with you know, movies and TV. That's Marvel's. Yeah. So I get that. But like of all the fucking stories, why would you do something that the TV show already did and did pretty damn but well? It's and I get. Like, Chen and I were talking about it. About, it's not, the Flashpoint on the TV show was nothing like the comic yeah. book at mm-hmm. all. But still, yeah. I mean, of the history of what you have story wise for the Flash, why do you one that you've already done at least somewhat? Well, if they do it like the comics, they're going to have like the alternate killer Batman and stuff in it. It'd, it'd, be, mm-hmm. it'd be cool. Yeah. You know? We'll see. And they could get What's-His-Face from The Walking Dead to play. So in, in Flashpoint, Bruce Wayne and his mom get killed. 
Mm. Yeah, and his the, dad and, lives. And the dad becomes That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, what's his name? See, from? I saw the DC Animated just did one not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. So if they, did it, if they did it like that, it could be really cool. Then you'd have, uh, uh, oh, what's his Negan. name? The, the comedian. The Negan. comedian. Yeah, get yeah. the comedian to play. Uh, he would be Batman. Yeah. Uh, he'd be a great Batman. Well, maybe the Flash movie, <laughs> maybe the Flashpoint movie will be a musical. That Whoa. seems to be the way to maybe. go with Flash. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, let's Barf. see. The, the DC TV stuff as it fell down. Uh, the, the new uh, members of uh, Supergirl. Adrian Pazdar is joining. Carl Lumley. Yal Grobelis. Emla Tremblay. Pazdar will play Morgan Edge, a ruthless real estate developer who will stop at nothing to get what he wants. Oh, God. <laughs> that guy could be president. Fucking, <laughs> what is it with Superman and Super, now Supergirl and real estate development? I know, right? <laughs> uh, DC villains uh, plans for National City instantly put him at odds with Supergirl and Lena Luthor. Uh, Lumley will reprise his Justice League animated character, the classic DC Martian Murin... Marin Jones, John Jones. Uh, oh, John Jones' father, Marin Jones. Oh, okay. Oh, so you get to see Martian Manhunter's dad. Oh, fun. He is a pacifist religious leader on Mars. Uh, Marin uh, pushes his son in unexpected ways. Uh, Grobulus will play the villain Psy, a psychic who uses people's own minds against them. So you got all that coming. I was just watching the trailer. Supergirl's sad. Oh. <laughs> Well, she's sad because her boyfriend is gone. Mm-hmm. Sad. He'll be back. Because comics. I really like that character. You know. I won't. <laughs> be back. <laughs> uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Damien Dark is going to be a series regular. Uh, the villain. I love Neil McDonough. He's like one of my favorites. Yeah. he's. Uh, he says we're playing it uh, different. He says we'll be meeting a new version of Damien Dark. Less silly. A little more dark. And um, my favorite, I never thought I'd say, Captain Cold. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Is, at that. Uh, he's going to be back as well, uh, not full time, but part time. Also, uh, Rip Hunter, Arthur Darville. Uh, the character is going to be just slightly different, but they'll be back. Uh, let's see. Uh, Talia Ash revealed that her character in Legends, Zari, will meet the Legends in the year 2030. She's seen the fallout from 2017. And lives in the dystopian future, you know, where, where the dinosaurs are. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Mm. The first thing that they have to attack. Everything's all fucked up. As soon as they get there. <laughs> there, was, there was a nice uh, Black Lightning uh, presentation. They showed some scenes. It looks very promising. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Flash Season 4 premieres October 10th. And uh, Danny Trejo yeah. is joining the Flash. <laughs> as Machete? As Machete. Breacher, a feared bounty hunter... And father to Gypsy. Oh, okay. The, 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 oh, sure. The one that uh, Vibe has been flirting with. It's a good idea if they just don't give any lines of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. uh, they also said that... Um, Leather vest, no shirt. Um, the, uh, the, is it the... T- who is it? Is going to be the main villain? Uh, let's see. It is Clifford DeVoe, a.k.a. The Thinker, is going to be the main villain. Oh, he thinks. So you got That's the power. So yeah. you got the fastest man alive against the fastest mind alive. I watched and, the trailer, and I, they they said they're going to try to uh, lighten up the mood a bit this season because last season was <laughs> dark. A little bit. This is we're going to get back to the jokes. More musicals. Emo Berry. <laughs> musicals. Uh, let's see. Arrow. <laughs> you can just turn that page. Is that still the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's still on. <laughs> 
season 15. What are those dumb announcement. fucks doing this year? They're, they've got some bad guys coming, but they wouldn't say who they were. Are they still on the island? Because they don't know. Uh, they haven't said who lived from the exploding island. Uh, Manu, what? Manu, oh yes, if you're not watching, the, the island exploded with everybody on it. Fuck. Everybody was Thank on it, huh? God. Everybody was on it. Finally. God well, damn, well, that'd be great. Everybody but Arrow and his kid. They he's got a kid now? They were yeah, he's got a kid. Fuck that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does have a kid. So there's oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to protect yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Marvel. Oh, Arrow. You failed the DC Universe. <laughs> <laughs> This was interesting to me. Michelle Pfeiffer and Lawrence Fishburne yeah. are joining Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Awesome. Um, she will play Janet Van Dyne. So that's uh, that's re- Michael Douglas's uh, oh, yeah. mysterious missing wife. Yeah, the, ori- yeah. the original Wasp. The original Wasp. The that means that Marvel has pulled in Batman and Catwoman. So we just need to get roles for Danny DeVito mm-hmm. and uh, who's the other one's missing? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jack Nicholson. There you go. We'll have they've, the whole crew back together. They've also, they've also pulled Modoc. in. <laughs> they've also pulled in Morpheus. I, they just I, yeah. yellow. They yeah. got they got Morpheus in this one, and he is playing Bill Foster, Black Goliath, Black Goliath, or Giant Man, yeah. whichever you prefer. Was a scientist who worked alongside Hank Pym, later becoming Black Goliath. So there you go. Nice. Um, also, the villain was revealed, Ghost. We were talking about that last night. Yes. But it's a, they, they cast a female, right? Uh, they haven't cast it yet, oh. according to this, the, the story I read. Uh, Ghost is a relatively obscure Marvel villain. He's kind of interesting. He, um, he's an Iron Man villain, really. Yeah. Uh, and he's never been unmasked. We don't know who he is. He's an industrial saboteur by trade who quickly fell into a world of paranoid delusion where he trusted no one and worked for whichever side served his own best interests at the time. Uh, he is quite literally a ghost. Hmm. Uh, he can phase through things and and get in your electronics and fuck them up. And I hope he, they do he, the version from uh, Thunderbolts, the one with the gas mask kind of thing. And he's just all gross and decrepit. Yes. And, oh yes. Yeah. See, but you say phasing through things and fuck with electronics. Just imagine Paul Rudd reacting to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny as shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the Captain Marvel information was revealed. This is really interesting. Kevin Feige announced that the first female standalone film would be uh, taking place in the 90s mm-hmm. with a two-eyed Nick Fury joining the action. Oh. Oh. You can see how he lost his eye. Yeah. I heard that's the next time we're going to see him. And uh, so maybe we see how he loses his eye. The villains have been announced, and I'm uh, honestly, I was surprised when I read this. The Skrulls. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that last night, too. We're like, How's, how are they doing that? Maybe it, it's kind of a shared... Maybe it's a shared deal. Yeah. You know? They just like... They're like getting, Quicksilver. They're, yeah, they're getting along. Yeah. They're in a war with the Kree or something like that. Yeah. Maybe Marvel did a secret deal with Fox. The Skrulls yeah. uh, are long-time uh, early invention. 1961, Fantastic Four number two. A uh, race of shape-changing aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comic book mythology has them perpetually at war with the Kree, another race of aliens. I have a theory. Just a little theory. Let's hear it. Remember the uh, the Skrull invasion? Secret invasion. Comic secret invasion. Yeah. If you hit that button early in the 90s. There you go. Then it it affects the rest of the Marvel movies that happen after that. Mm. Secret Invasion is where you discover that most of your favorite heroes 
were actually scrolls. Oh wow! They were all kidnapped. They by, were all kidnapped. Yeah, by the scrolls, and then the scrolls replace them. Impersonated them. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying that like all the characters that we know now are all scrolls? Well, I'm just saying that if you do that scroll thing in the '90s, yeah, it does affect the rest of the movies, which yeah. are all of them, right? Uh, with except for, for First Avenger, obviously, um, you could then in future movies. Find out that somebody oh, is a scroll. No, that wasn't really no. that wasn't really Steve Rogers. That yeah, maybe it was a scroll. So yeah. you're saying at the end of Captain Marvel, you're going to have kind of like a usual suspects moment where like a scroll's walking and then like shifts into like a nice suit and pans up and it's a young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and, he's, and he's not limping anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a theory that I have. That's you know, fun. So, so I mean, that's actually uh, me. We were talking about that last night. Don't make. Yeah, that's not gospel. That's not. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good way to make speaking phase four possible, though. I saw a fun theory today, just and it's a good question. It's kind of it's still on the same topic of Marvel, but who bought Avengers Tower? No, yeah, they didn't really make that too. Somebody said they think it's Fantastic Four. Hmm. Like they're like, what if Marvel made a deal with Fox and they move into the Avengers Tower? Oh, and rename it the Baxter Building. Oh my God. Well, (laughs) Miles Teller cannot afford that. I'm sorry. But here's (laughs) but here's the thing: is that uh, Noah Hawley. On his Legion panel at San Diego, oh, I saw this. Said that he is uh, teasing. He's developing a movie for Fox. He only said two words: Doctor Doom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think it's going to be the Fantastic Four. I think Fox is going to hang on to the yeah, Fantastic Four. So a Doctor a Doctor Doom movie could be really cool. But a Doctor you... Doom movie from that guy could be very fun. Yeah. That cool. guy. Just, there's no better. Yeah. There's no more creative guy working. I'm just right wondering now how you do on. that without the Fantastic Four, though. Well, you could you could do most of it. I mean, you'd have to have somebody play Reed Richards in college. Hmm. Well, do you do you an know? origin story or just like a Spider Man? Just fucking go. I think you'd have uh, his origin story would be cool. Because yeah. yeah. he grew up like a he was like a gypsy kid. Yeah, his, his mother had some magic, and yeah, yeah. His, his mom got kidnapped by Satan. Oh, that's, do that! <laughs> oh, I'll watch the shit out of that movie. Right? Remember, like, and that's, that's why right. he starts learning. So that's, he starts teaching himself that's, sorcery. That's right, and and master science, so he can go. That Doom's whole thing is he wants to rescue his mom from Satan. That's right. Yeah. So it could be a cool well, fucking. Movie. And the movie the movie ends with meet your new college roommate Reed Richards. Yeah. <laughs> well, see the the thing too Man. is that uh, I'd say that if it was a whole Satan thing like with Marvel, like the MCU, I'd be like, oh, that, I don't know if they do that. But Fox, I think they're out of fucks to give after yeah. Deadpool. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> uh, we got uh, the Thor Ragnarok uh, trailer, a new one. Oh, yeah, so good. Where it's great. And I need to ask Shannon because yeah. his 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 opinion is valued most. In this subject, uh-huh. talking Hulk. I have, Fuck the, I have yes. the same question, Carrie. The same question. Please, Shannon. Fuck explain. Yes. Can you explain though? What do you mean? They, Why is he talking? They explained it on the panel. Oh, they did. Because yeah. basically, what happened? So when last time we saw Hulk, he was in the Quinjet going off uh, after Ultron, and, and he disappeared off the radar. Yeah. He went stealth mode or whatever. Being sad. Apparently, on the panel, they said that he's been the Hulk for two years straight. Yeah. Like he hasn't gone back to Bruce. So basically, he's like a two-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, counts in the comics, Hulk talks. All the time. All the okay, time. so that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you've been wondering and why he's he like, hasn't talked yet. No, because I. I mean, there's so many been so many different versions of the Hulk. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Somet- but most of the times he does. And and sometimes he like 
speaks eloquently sometimes or sometimes he's yeah there was a whole run like where, a where he had banner's brain yeah. and yeah. and so. then there was he was another personality he was a he was a, a, a mob boss in vegas named mr fix it mr fix it yeah. he was gray and he wore suits yeah, and, it was awesome <laughs> limousines totally awesome hulk talker totally awesome to- hulk talk uh, yeah okay he's don't don't bring that i shannon don't <laughs> i mean if you need a way to describe hulk he's like a raging fire <laughs> oh, that scene yeah, is so good. So go and watch that. It's yeah. the new extended trailer. You get a lot more of uh, Hela. Yeah, yeah. And God, she's, she's a badass. So hot. I hot. love her a lot. Yeah. What was her line? She's like, I'm not a demon. I'm not. A, I'm the goddess of death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Well, then she says, what What were you god of? That's Aww. a great moment. <laughs> when great. he comes a, down and he's yeah. electrified, he doesn't have a fucking hammer in his nope. hand. And my favorite part with her was as she's walking along and people are being slaughtered all around her. She goes, I've missed this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you I know what? I, I, I already got some predictions because if you look at like that invasion of Asgard, because when uh, we were talking about this last night, uh, what's the last time we saw Asgard? Do you remember what was going on? Uh, Loki was in charge. Loki yep. was pretending to be He's Odin. Pretending to yeah. be Odin. You know she's going to find him and be like, you are not fucking Odin. And yeah. she's going to kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then that'll tie into the Doctor Strange crossover because mm-hmm. we had that at the end where Thor and Strange are talking. This yeah. is, uh, I'd like you and your brother uh, to leave New York if you could. Uh, <laughs> let's let's find your dad and let's get you exactly. all the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? uh, so there's that. When you see Thor, though, with the lightning and you think how badass he looks. You have to remember though that he still somehow ends up on the windshield of Star-Lord's yeah. ship. So yeah. there's true. a lot then, we don't know. That's but I true. Mean, I love how 80s the trailer is. Yep. I mean, the the yep. feel and tone of it. And then just the way that Hemsworth is delivering his lines. He's like, oh man, so much has happened to me. I lost my hammer. That's, so that's, that's still fresh. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then the line, he goes, we got into a fight. Did I win? No, I won easily. That doesn't sound right. That's true. <laughs> And then the Black Panther footage was uh, released upon I heard the crowds. People lost their shit. And they that did thing. lose their shit. Um, it was. Uh, I have a description of it. Um, uh, the new reel, extended scene that was shown from D two three. They had more shit in it. Um, all set to Kendrick Lamar's DNA. Mm. Chadwick Boseman seen as Black Panther, Warrior King, and the mythical African Wakanda. Uh, fighting alongside uh, fellow star uh, Danae Guerrera as Okie. And Lapita Nyongo as Nakia. The three enter a casino as they're on a mission to intercept a deal meeting between Claw, Andy Serkis, and Everett Moss, Martin Freeman. So they're in suits and they look real natty. Uh, It doesn't go as planned. Before you know it, a hand-to-hand fight with the trio and many goons is underway. Uh, The scene is particularly well done. It uh, ends with Panther confronting Claw. They're both in costumes who shows off his new hand Yeah, turned into a cool futuristic weapon. Just remember, he lost his hand in Ultron. Yeah, so Ultron like, oh, it it's going to be like in the comics where he has that weird like yeah. satellite dish look at thing. Yeah, so it's some, <laughs> it's some kind of weapon. Uh, there was a close-up look at how uh, Black Panther's costume comes together with new technology. There's a car chase, uh, several standoffs with uh, Killmonger, uh, and the crowd went crazy. Do you who also went crazy? Ooh. The cast, because apparently they hadn't seen it yet. They hadn't seen it? Oh, yeah, really? like their oh. own movie they hadn't seen. Yeah. It, and they were like, that looks fucking cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I think Sebastian Stan was on that panel, actually, but they haven't been showing him in anything. And he's there in Wakanda. Yeah, exactly. Well, I read that he was not going to be in the Black Panther movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was Feige said well, that. Well, maybe he was on some other panel. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Ryan Coogler, the director, says, I grew up as a black kid in the Bay Area. I grew up loving all comics, X-Men, Spider-Man. But as I got older, I wanted to find a comic book character who looked like me. And the shop owner took me to Black Panther. 
Nice. Uh, the Defenders footage was shown. There's an extended trailer out there you can find. Just Google it all. And they showed uh, a very brief footage from the Punisher series as yeah. well. Mm. They did not release that online. Uh, and it's, it's your typical Frank, you know, chasing and beating people up. But apparently <laughs> it takes place in uh, Juarez, Mexico, and El Paso, Texas. Oh, shit. Huh. That's, so he's, wow. And then he goes to Chicago. So there's, hmm. he's jumping around. Uh, but so that, they're taking it out of New York, though. It's not. It's not going to be part of that whole for scene. for him, I yeah. guess. Yeah. A couple things with the defenders. One. Yes. One is that Sigourney Weaver uh, said almost verbatim what we said. Uh, someone asked us, like, you know, what makes the, like what's the greatest villain? And I said it's the one who thinks he's right. Yeah. And she says that like almost verbatim in the in the trailer. She goes, "We just both, you know, we're on different sides, but we, and we both think we're right." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I was laughing the other day because like with the defenders, I love them. Don't get me wrong. Like I love those series and whatnot, but. I it kind of when I put it into perspective, like we talked uh, last week about the Infinity War footage. Yeah, I was like, when Thanos is pulling a moon out of the sky and crushing people, the Defenders' fight seemed kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but they keep calling it street level. That those sure. are their, those are their well, own. That street will be leveled by a moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. And that could be why they're keeping the Defenders where they are. Probably. I mean, you know, but it's, but but you've got Black Widow there though, so. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Ready Player One. Yes! It's the footage, that was, and, and again, this trailer's out there. You can find it. Um, it's, a, it's a book that uh, geeks have been screaming that I should read for, for a very long time now. It's a very simplistic book. Yeah, it's not a great book, Gary. Oh, really? No. It's, it's simplistic to the point, and it relies extremely heavily on pop culture references. So if you don't know the references... It's, well, to a degree... Like, I, I was kind of getting annoyed with it, and I'll say some more things off mic so I don't ruin things, but uh, it's to the point where like it's written as if like my mom could read it, and she would get the references. It's very explained, detailed. It goes way too far into like some areas, and to the point where you're like, just get on with the fucking story, man. Like, you know, you can name every console that ever existed. I get it. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but when I was reading it, I'm like, this is going to be such a better movie than a book. Absolutely. Because the visuals are good. It's what's going to make this it movie. It reads like a movie script. It's as subtle as a hammer. It's yeah. not a great book. Well, it starts... Okay, I won't read it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like books anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I've seen in that trailer, they're not following the exact that's, the same as the book. That's what Spielberg said. Yeah. Is, uh, I love the opening shot, though. Our, our trailers... That's perfect. ...stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It's called the stacks. They, yeah. na- they nail that. that the was way a, he describes it is exactly that. That was a great visual. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then we see the guy, uh, Wade is his name. He puts on the Oasis gear, and you see the games. You futuristic dance party, hanging out with the Iron Giant. Do you see, that's the thing. That, so there's a lot of things in there that I've... Jimmy I've, caught every Easter egg. Yeah. Um, uh, Spielberg says the Iron Giant is a real player in the story. Yeah. Uh, Wade racing around in the DeLorean from the Back to the Future, <laughs> avoiding wrecking balls, fighting Freddy Krueger. Yep. See, um, see, everybody caught the front thing. If you look in the back, there's a lot more. Behind Freddy Krueger is Duke Nukem. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's walking into that party, the dance party... You know who's walking right past him when he walks in? Oh. It's Harley Quinn and Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And then, and like then arm in arm. Just when, walking when, by. when they show the. So, and then the motorcycle, a lot of people think it's a light cycle. It's not a light cycle. It's Akira from the anime's motorcycle. Akira's. Yeah. And then, uh, what do you call it? When the DeLorean flips around, if you pause it just right, it's. Because in the book, he says, I got my DeLorean. And this is where I got a little annoyed with it. He goes, I got my DeLorean. And on the front of it, I've got the Knight Rider beam, like, voom, voom, like that. The Cylon. That thing. is on yeah. there. 
that is if you yeah. pause it just right, you can see the Night Rider beam. Now, what's not on there, and it's not going to be on there, is that he had he had the Ghostbusters logos on the side of the doors. I was like, okay, man, you're mashing so much shit up at once. Just keep the fucking DeLorean to itself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I know they're not going to do it because in the uh, book, his license plate is Ecto eighty eight. And uh, if you pause it just right, you can see on the in the car in the trailer it says Percival, which is his name. Hmm. So they're not. I don't think. I think Sony was like, oh, we're going to keep our Ghostbusters shit. Like we're fine. <laughs> uh, Spielberg was there. He said, "I read the book and said they're going to need a younger director." Um, he, it took two two and a half years to create this uh, game. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, he acknowledged that being a key influence of the book, meaning Spielberg. He had to leave some of his own works out of the movie. Otherwise, he would have been accused of vanity. He's, it would have been fine, but there's actually not a lot in there that's his. He said, I had to leave a lot of myself out or I would have had to defer to another director. What made me want to tell the story more than anything else was the kind of world 2045 gives to people, which is so dystopian. People are leaving the country and all of a sudden virtual reality comes to you, uh, gives you a choice, gives you another world to exist in. And you can do anything in that world, anything you can possibly imagine, that interaction between real life and virtual life by the third act of this movie is virtually non-existent. Yeah. The, so uh, that was his thing. And the whole point is to get three keys to open gates and whatnot. That's the mm-hmm. whole story of the movie. Uh, and in the book, the first way to open a gate is by playing an arcade game. I won't say which one. Um, in the movie, you can see when all the cars are lined up, the, the sign says, win the copper key. So obviously it's a race. It's not the same as the book. Mm-hmm. But if you look at those cars lined up, you can see the A-Team van. Yep. And you can also see Christine. <laughs> Damn. Did I see any of this stuff even after three watchings? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched it a couple of times, but I yeah, it's all there. Oh, and then the the truck that's bashing through all the cars on the on the bridge that's <laughs> Bigfoot. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this trailer was Ready Player Jimmy. Exactly. <laughs> Big time. It was made for Jimmy. It Yay! Was. Uh, March soundtrack. March thirtieth, twenty eighteen. And Rush does play a big part in the book. Oh good. Yeah, that yeah. is. True. Oh, because it was in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, Bonaduce's gonna like that, and I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Then there was the uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, trailer, Ooh. which uh, was about two and a half, three minutes long, and is, we got to see a lot more. Is the female one? still like, like, is all females and stuff, and like no white guys, and just you know, like. There, uh, there was a white guy there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Red shirt, dead? No. <laughs> captain. Captain of a starship. Um, and Harry Mudd. Oh, that's right. Rain Wilson is Harry Mudd. Uh, Rick, what? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, but I can't take that guy I out know. of that, that character. I feel bad for him because just I look he's at him. Gonna he's, be, he's Dwight. He's always going to be Dwight. Always See, that's, Dwight. that's what worries me is because, you know, you said he was playing Harry Mudd, and I, I went, I won't be able to see it. No. That's, uh, I, I, I'll just see Dwight standing there being, yeah, being right an asshole. Yeah. You know? I, it is your birthday. <laughs> well, I will say that the one role that he is good that's outside of Dwight is uh, James Gunn's Super. Yeah. That's yeah, a great role that's for true. him. Uh, but uh, apparently, this movie, this series, um, is very Klingon centric. Yay! I think <laughs> this is where we find out why the Klingons in the original series look different. Yeah. Than they did in Klingons. later iterations. They're I think my, that's. They're my favorite aliens. I, you're gonna love this then, because apparently a lot of this has to do with the, a Klingon war, essentially. Yeah. Why the why the Klingons are so pissed at us? It takes place ten years before the original series. Hmm. So, there we go. The Westworld uh, oh, footage. That, that looked, looked cool. really looked good. Great. And what was funny about this is that uh, it had quite a pretty good amount of footage. Yeah. They just started shooting last week. What the really? Fuck? Yeah, they whipped that together for Comic-Con. Yeah, it seemed like it was a trailer created 
Yeah, yeah. as a trailer. They, yeah. they, they just took yeah. footage and went, well, let's do something with it. A we we need something. A lot of Bernard they, in that trailer. I was surprised. I love when they do that. I can't remember what movie it was, but there was one, like I swear it was at Marvel. Maybe it was Guardians or something. And like, they showed up at Comic-Con. They're like, we just started filming like four days ago, so here's what we got. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. 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 So uh, kudos to Westworld for that. We won't be seeing this show until next year, but uh, it looked great and violent and just as cool as anything. It's, again, it's online. You can mm-hmm. you can find it. It's all there. It's the HBO model. You watch something, enjoy it. Two years later, you mm-hmm. get to see more of it. Yep. Ed Harris it looked like his face hurts. <laughs> I was surprised yeah. at the Game of Thrones panels that they just spoiled everything. Wait, no, okay, they just <laughs> talked about nothing. Yeah. Cool again. <laughs> and then the Stranger Things uh, footage that, also is that out there. Cool. Yeah, I'm um, excited for it. I I, w- <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was great that he was playing. What's the game? He was playing uh, in the arcade Dragon's and beginning. Dragon's, Dragon's Lair, Lair yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all yelling at him what to do. I've been there. We were just talking about <laughs> yeah. that game, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I love it. Uh, but Will is going to have a larger role because, as as you remember, in the first season, he was pretty much gone. Yeah, the whole season. Yeah. So uh, he was like the dead girl from Twin Peaks, and that exactly. <laughs> What's um, her name? Laura Palmer. Yeah. So uh, I I just thought it was great. The kids yelling at him how to play Dragon's Lair. Yeah. No, go left, go right, you know, and all that. It's like, shut up! Because <laughs> that's just fond memories for me. And then, <laughs> me too, man. And then. Um, how do you get a, a trailer to get pumped up? You just play Thriller. Yeah, and then the, the, the Thriller stuff was, was fascinating. And then all of them dressed up in Ghostbusters costumes. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like they caught something yeah, in, the, in the trap. Like, in the trap. I'm, I'm like, like well. that's like every fantasy I had as a kid. So, you know. Anyway, so that, I mean, there's tons more that we could get into, but we're just we're not going to be able yeah. to cover it all. Yeah, uh, the internet is your friend. This week, go out and find all that stuff. Woo! And go to sites that don't speculate. Yeah. Go to sites yeah. that present. Here's what happened, not here's what we think will happen. Yeah. Because you make that movie in your head, and you'll be disappointed. Uh, anything else before we uh, get back to the episode? Here? God, there was so much to talk about. We didn't even get into Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Did that bother everybody? I a little bit thought it was gratuitous. I thought it was odd. Yeah, I, I thought was just it was like, gratuitous. Here's why it didn't bug me. For the same reason, uh, seeing what's his name in Star Trek, uh, Tyler Perry. See, but Tyler Perry's always Medea. But, you but never know what he looks like. But that's the thing, is it? I didn't know. I don't know who the hell Tyler Perry is. I really don't know who Ed that's, Sheeran that's is. Me too. So just, it didn't really jar me. Yeah. I didn't, you know. I didn't. I didn't know what to. I mean, I've seen him a few times, and but maybe like, what is that he's singing? Yeah. Stop and then she's it. like, "What song is that?" And he like looks like at the camera, like he's looking at a fucking iTunes. And the guy yeah. goes, "It's a new one." Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "Download it." There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. It just felt weird. It yeah. did. It was yeah. All right. Slapped on. Good episode though. Uh, it was. Oh yeah. It was. Definitely. Oh, I'm excited. Um, and as we record it once tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to review some movies? What do you got? Yeah. Uh, we'll, you want to start with? Uh, we'll what, go fast just because we had so much stuff. Yeah. What do you want to start with? We'll do Ghost Story first. This is uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Uh, spoiler alert, he dies in the first like five, ten minutes. <laughs> well, that's the plot of the it's, movie. It's yeah. called Ghost Story. Directed and by David Lowry, who did Ain't Them Bodies Saints. And Pete's and Dragon. Pete's Dragon. <laughs> and he Pete's took Dragon. the money from Pete's Dragon yep. to make this, yep. which I thought was kind of cool. Yep. Uh, so basically the whole story is that so he dies, great shot, he's laying in the morgue, Rooney Mara identifies the body, she walks away, camera sits there, and it's all shot like eight millimeters, so it's like a square. So if it's, if it's not filling up the screen, don't worry, that's how it works. Uh, and so camera sits there about 30 seconds and all of a sudden the sheet just, you know, like he rises up, turns, and then there's like classic ghost, just two eye holes in it. And he just gets up and walks and then ends up back at his house eventually. 
And the whole movie, I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue throughout the whole thing. It's an observation piece. And what it is, it's not about whether there's a life after death, heaven or hell or anything like that. It's kind of like what happens once you're gone and do your loved ones remember you? Do, like, how do they respond to it? You know, and he's just sitting there watching Remar deal with this. And he wears know? the sheet the whole time. Whole time. Oh, now see, it was my question. I, I want him to wear the sheet the whole, the whole time. time. The you see time. Casey Affleck probably for three minutes the entire movie. And then, and, and he is under that sheet. Like he's doing the whole thing himself. And so, uh, yeah, he's just observing it. But what's kind of cool is, you know, as she's coping with this, I mean, and time does not flow like you would think it would. Yeah, it's a little slippery. She, like, I'll, I'll say it, she leaves. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she moves out. She doesn't want to live there anymore. And he goes to the bedroom. It's empty. He comes back, and the room's filled again. But it's a whole new family living there. So now he's observing a whole new family living in this house. And Counts and I were just reviewing this on Big Movie. And yeah. I go, it kind of had, like, a personal touch to me. Because, like, my house was built in 1929. What stories are in there? Yeah. And what fucking ghosts are wandering around my house yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, this one was born uh, built yeah. in 77. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like, you're not the only person that lived here. Like, that. Yeah. so, like, what, what history lies among the walls? And that's the thing. Is in, in uh, I read somewhere, I can't remember what it was. But the house becomes a character yeah, in this thing. Like, it you absolutely know, does. And so it's fucking awesome. It's so good. I really, and, I, I, read, I heard a review of it, and I was like, God, that sounds really cool. Well, it's, the thing is, Cat actually called it pretty well. It's like Birdman. Yeah. Either you're going to love this or you're going to fucking hate it. Yeah. And so, and like, because I put it, I, I gave, I'll say right now, I gave it four stars. Wow. And um and people online, because I post online that I gave it four stars, I'd be like, yeah. you're out of your mind. Like, yeah. Someone goes, it's not even a three-star movie. I go, you're right, because it's four. <laughs> <laughs> and so... um. It's daring filmmaking. I loved it. Very I thought ambitious. it was fantastic. All right. I look Very forward to that. All right. uh, next one is Valerian. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Thousand Planets. One of my favorite directors of all time is mm-hmm. Luc Besson. Yes. Uh, if you know Luc Besson, uh, the one that's closely to this one is Fifth Element. And that's because Fifth Element was his homage to Valerian. He's been wanting to do this like his entire yeah, life. Yeah, uh, this comic book has been around for a very long 60s. time. 60s. Yeah. And so uh, apparently the rumor is that he saw Avatar and goes, the technology's there. I can do it now. So that's how long he's been wanting to actually get into the process of making the film. Um, story is you've got Dane DeHaan and Claire Delevingne. Uh, she is our uh, eyebrow girl from Suicide Squad. Yeah. And then Dane DeHaan, he's uh, he was in Chronicle. Uh, he was uh, uh, Harry Osborn in uh, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, right. I, I want right. him to do something good. Yeah. I really do. And You're so still going to be waiting. Yeah. yeah. So what you have here, <laughs> I call it like James Bond Junior. Like he goes on these adventures. The first third of this film is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it's really cool. They go to this like it's basically like a flea market. But it's out in the middle of the desert. There's nothing there, and you have to wear these goggles because it's in another dimension. It's so, so weird. like so like in our world when you see people out there, like they're just wandering around this fucking like empty field like that. But in there, when you got the goggles, they're buying shit like that, and you have to like put things through a transporter box to shift it to our dimension to take things out. Really it's creative, really cool. Yeah. So all this shit's going on. Uh, a planet gets destroyed, and the whole basically the whole plot of the movie is why they get destroyed is a conspiracy, is a cover up like that. So that that's kind of the story. There's a part where he he's in this really cool chasing. If anything in this movie, the visuals are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, like it's just he created this world that's phenomenal. And he gets in this chase. Let's just say she finds him because he gets lost. From that point, for the next thirty to forty minutes, is fucking stupid. Like right in the middle, it's it. Rihanna comes in there. Oh, Ethan Hawke yeah. is a is an owner of a strip club. Uh, the girl gets caught by this big beast and she's gonna get eaten. It's just, and it's not that it's stupid, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. You could put it in a different film and it'd be just fine, but it, does, it, it, it shifts the tone shifts so much. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is not the same movie. Then, when they get back from that little crazy adventure, it goes back to like the main story and then it's good again. I want to raw cut it and then cut that middle out and slap just it together. Then you won't have a two hour and 20 minute movie, you'll probably have like a 90 to 100 minute movie and you'll be rock solid. Rock solid. So, um, the other thing is that the two kids, like he's sitting there, like he's he's James Bond. He's a womanizer. He's fucked everybody from left to right, and he wants to be with her. And he's like, "Oh, I love you. I want to marry you." Oh, this. 
it looks like two kids playing adults. Yeah. It's just it doesn't feel right. You know, I, I heard there's like no chemistry. Their chemistry see, is shit. He thinks there's. I think there's some good jabs at each other, oh. but anything romantic wise is not there. I said zero chemistry 100 percent of the time. Yeah, that's that was my take on it. And so I walked. I love the visuals. There's some good stuff in there. The action's great, like that. But it's that 30 minutes right in the middle that just pisses me off. Yeah. So I maybe be generous, but I'm giving it three. So that sounds generous. Yeah, I was at two and a half. I keep going back and forth, but when I walked out, I enjoyed it because okay. the last third is good. All right, I gave it two so, on big movie. I thought right. it was yeah. disappointing. So well, two and a half to three, give yeah. or take. Yeah. I'm saying three or two. But the last one, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. This is Christopher Nolan. The first time he's ever done a movie about like actual history. Everything's been Batman or you know Inception, Interstellar. So uh, it is the story of the Battle of Dunkirk uh, early in World War II. Uh, this, basically what happened was you have about 400,000 soldiers on the shores of Dunkirk who can't get the fuck out and of see, there. See, I, I was unaware of this historical thing. It's a forgotten yeah, chapter. Uh, thing. For sure. Well, it's because yeah. we were taught by American exactly. schools and yeah. this, this was very important to yeah. the British. It, yeah. was, it was a rallying point to them. It's and 1940. We didn't care about the war until yeah, a couple years later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were being assholes. So 400,000 people are stuck in the shores and so uh, basically what Nolan has done, he's, he's telling a story from land, sea, and air. There's three stories going on. Uh, and and then they have a, uh, a unique timeline because the airmen had about an hour of fuel to fly around, like so. Then they would go like that. The the ships. So since all the military had with these giant battleships, they couldn't get to the shore, and like you can't like swim out there, kind of thing, you know. So uh, all basically citizens across the channel got in their t- you know little dinghies and boats and you know yachts and whatnot and went across the channel. It takes about a day to go pick them up and take them to the battleship so they get the fuck out of there, you know. And then the other story is the guys on the shore, and that they were there for about a week. So you have a week, a day, and an hour, and they all intertwine within each other. Like some things happen, and then down the road you'll see how it happened. Like that, it's kind of I'd say a little bit Tarantino-ish kind of thing, but oh, from so another perspective. So yeah. it jumps around, yeah. Okay, but the, the timeline three, jumps yeah, around. The three things are going simultaneously, but they're going at different rates. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's pretty cool. It's and then brilliant. so um, I will say we saw it at IMAX. Yeah. Uh, that I have never felt the insides of my body rattle like how fucking loud that movie is. Yeah. And I know Nolan's got issues with sound and stuff like that. And yeah, there are some parts where the dialogue kind of gets drowned out. You don't need any dialogue in this movie. Like, it could just be the sounds of war, you know? And that's the thing that you don't have, like, the intro of, like, you know, Will Smith, I'm going to war, honey. Like, that kind of thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, we're in the shit. Dropped right in. This is happening right now. Um, And speaking of, like, not having a two hour, 20 movie, 95 minutes. Yep. That's all it is. Really? And 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 for 93 of those minutes, there's this ticking clock sound behind all of the sound effects and the music. The guy who did the sound, it's actually uh, Christopher Nolan's pocket watch. Well, it's brilliant. (laughs) I mean, it's a great... That's a, a great element. That's a great device. It yeah, really I mean, it, to the very end, it goes, it's the movie is kind of exhausting because of it. Well, yeah, and that's but that sound effect subconsciously on you will wear you out. It will make you tired. Absolutely. It's it's in the aerial scenes in the sky, especially. And I've said this before: if anybody deserves to be seen in IMAX, it's Nolan because he shoots IMAX. Yeah, yeah. And the scenes that he did in the air, I was like, oh god. I mean, I had to close my eyes sometimes. I was like, I'm gonna get sick, you know. And so. It, the, oh, I, need, I, say, I need to see this in IMAX. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody needs to see it in IMAX. I will say this. You will see this at the Oscars. Uh, Counts is predicting that you'll probably see it uh, in the Best Picture category, which I could, yes. I could see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You will not see any actor categories. No. It's not based on the... It's all technical. It's all Nolan. You know, he'll see, I'll bet you'll see him for Best Director. Uh, cinematography, sound, sound mixing, like all that kind of stuff. You'll see. Um, phenom- it's four stars. I mean, it is. this is what movie making is about. This is like it's a game changer. It's you know? a and it's, it's a masterpiece. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. it's one of those things where it's like I, I I was saying like every two or three times that I walk out of a, the, a theater I go yeah that's why I do this yep. you know yep. what I mean like mm-hmm. this is what it's all about yep. and 
he fucking nailed it. It's interesting. Tom Hardy is in many ways the the star of the story. Kind of. You um, see his face twice. Yeah. He's behind a mask like Bane I don't, I don't the like, entire time. I, don't, yeah. I wanted yeah, you to do the I'm voice. I'm going to shoot you down. <laughs> he does actually Mr. talk a couple Wade. of times in the mask. And I was like, <laughs> Mr. I was like what is no one's problem with hiding his face behind a mask? <laughs> that face sells money. Show but, it. Uh, yeah. Money. It's, it's four stars easily. And it was funny because uh, speaking of that, um, I read an article just recently somewhere online how Hollywood is starting to back off these two and a half, three hour movies. They're just like, if we take all the shit that, why these movies are so long and just cut them out and just get to the fucking point, it's cheaper and people like it more because we're not wasting a whole fucking day. Yeah. And uh, and because the next one that's going to do it, because uh, Dunkirk's the first one, 95 minutes, uh, Dark Tower. It's oh, yeah, it's short. 95 minutes. And yeah. it's funny because Stephen King made a tweet. And he goes, yeah, it's all killer, no filler, just like my book. <laughs> exactly. So I think, I hope that's the case. I'm Thank si- God. I'm sick of these fucking two and a half hour movies, yeah. man. It's not Because like, nine times out of ten, it's not worth it. I can take, you know, like I said, uh, Valerian could be cut 30, 40 minutes. Easy. Easy. And it wouldn't change the story. Yep. And I'd be a lot happier with it. Mm. <laughs> well, so... so But it's a great weekend to go see movies. All right. Dunkirk, uh, Valerian, and Ghost Story, and... Shit, I mean, Spider-Man's still out there. and Apes. Oh, yeah, apes. apes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I got to find some time to see them apes. This is, so we good. were saying this the other night, too, is that last summer was kind of a disappointment summer-wise. Like, movie, like we were looking, I was like, yeah, that was okay. That was a disappointment like this. This has been a great fucking summer. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this year, even. Yeah. Has been a great year for movies. Sure. So far. I mean, to, but, I mean, even to get movies, a genuine Oscar contender in July, yeah. that's... That's a good year. But even, yeah. I mean, like, films that we weren't even expecting, like Baby Driver. Yeah. Like, I mean, just shit that's showing up. I'm like, damn, you know, I'm I'm stoked. It's been a great summer. All right. Anything else? Well, then yeah. let's let's get back to the episode. <laughs> Shark <laughs> Tank. It was almost named, <laughs> it was almost named Little Mr. Rubbin Tugs. Oh, God. <laughs> but that was too long. Yeah. So. Uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Please to enjoy. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients local. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Hey, I want to tell you about something very cool that Black Velvet Boutique is doing. Throughout July, Black Velvet Boutique is accepting donations for the Rape Recovery Center, a very worthy cause. So go in with a donation and you'll receive a discount off your next purchase at Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State in Clearfield. And Dawn and Leah from Black Velvet Boutique, they want to thank you, Geek Show listeners. Apparently you're a sexy crowd. (laughs) Uh, The staff, very supportive, very passionate about making sure their customers have a positive experience. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. 
Black Velvet Boutique, an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. Talking about sex can be kind of uncomfortable. Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. You can shop anonymously or talk to any of the staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Sex is no joke. Black Velvet Boutique is not a porn store or a novelty store. They're a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. They have a free sex education workshops as well. Go see them. They're open seven days a week. They're locally owned and operated. Blackvelvetboutique.com. You can call them at 801-525-1583 or go see them. 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Black Velvet Boutique. Geek Fuel is doing something that no other geeky subscription box has done before. They're offering a free box to anyone who wants to try them out. You just pay shipping and handling. They are so confident that you're going to love their service. They want the geek community to be able to try for free. So to redeem your box, go to geekfuel.com slash geekshowfreebox. You can only redeem the offer by using that link. Geek Fuel is a monthly mystery box for geeks and gamers. has at least $50 worth of value for around $15. Think Comic-Con in a box with a great curation and lots of exclusive items. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt and a full downloadable game and a total of five to seven geeky items featuring you know, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Firefly, Star Trek, Harry Potter, South Park. You get the idea. The past boxes have included a cutting board shaped like an NES cartridge, Pac-Man salt and sh- pepper shakers, a Game of Thrones dragon egg toothbrush holder, a Zelda Master sword phone charger, all those kinds of things. In addition, they have the best customer support in the service. They also include an exclusive t-shirt and Steam game in every box. New customers will receive a Geek Fuel box for free just by paying the shipping and handling, $6 domestic, 12 international. This offer is effective Friday, July 21st until uh, July 31st, 2017 at 11.59 p.m. Get them before they all sell out. Geekfuel.com slash geekshowfreebox. And we're back. Woo! Woo! Yeah, yo. All right. Hey, now. I was saying woo earns. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. So I got. Uh, I got. I saved this for Lee. Well, thank you, Doctor. A piece of lettuce. Awesome. He's, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your joke, Jimmy. <laughs> um, Hellboy, Rise of the Blood Queen. What? 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 That's the new movie. Ooh. Okay. They gave it a title. Is this with the guy with the Stranger Things guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, he, the director, Neil Marshall, has revealed Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen will, in fact, be rated R. Ooh. Mignola talked about this mm-hmm. when he wasn't yelling at kids. <laughs> Does he yell at children <laughs> frequently? He's, he's he was a, a dick to me. He was nice to me only because I was stammering and pooped my pants. He <laughs> says, we've been granted permission to do it R-rated, which for me is just like uh, taking the cuffs off. It's like, okay, so now we can just make the movie we want to make. No one's going to stop us, so that's Ooh. the main difference. <laughs> who uh, who owns Hellboy? Guillermo del Toro. No, I mean, no, uh, I mean like fil- film-wise. Like what Wasn't it uh, Legendary? Legendary through well, Universal. Well, they changed, though. Did it change? Yeah, it's hands? a different ownership yeah. now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary's not with Universal anymore. Uh, okay. It says, I'm sure, obviously, the success of things like Deadpool and Logan have not hurt our case. But also, uh, you go back to the original material, it's kind of bloody. So I'm going to embrace that. Uh, he says, we're going to use most uh, as much as we can practical effects. Okay. Oh. Well, that's, Del Toro did 
I think ninety yeah. percent of the first Hellboy mm-hmm. is practical. It's definitely going to be as practical as we can possibly make it. I love to do stuff in camera whenever I possibly can. You CG is the amazing tool that it is to enhance or expand upon the world, but not <laughs> to replace. Sorry, Blade Runner joke. <laughs> <laughs> enhance, expand. Uh, so anyway, so it's uh, it will be rated R. So I'm not a huge Hellboy follower. Just out of curiosity, does it need an R rating? Not at all. No, no. I, I have I it. have every single. I have the entire hardbound Hellboy library. Yeah. Yeah. It's stylized blood. Like I mean, Mignola is is a, a master craftsman, and when he does blood, it's 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 more the atmosphere. I think Guillermo. Or not, I'm sorry, they're interchangeable in my head. But uh, Mignola, Mignola does a certain type of of drawing that'll have a lot of red and a lot of blood in it. But it's not like it's chunky guts or anything like that. So well, I don't even think blood gets you an R rating. No. I, I'm just curious, like the imagery. I mean, if, is he if, ever that vulgar or like that kind no, of? The book's no, not vulgar either. Hell, Hellboy no, says crap. Like there's there's hardly ever right. any even nudity in it. This is like I think the Lamia story is the only time I ever really even saw like bare breasts in, yeah. in Hellboy, and even then it was so hyper stylized that yeah. you know I, it's it's kind of a case where I'd say it's not needed. You yeah. know, go ahead and make your PG-13 movie that can have the intensity, right? But it, it doesn't need. I. You know, I mean, PG thirteen movies will get you a higher box office for sure, I, right? And and you allow for a certain degree of intensity that wouldn't necessarily be in a in a, a smaller rated movie. Because I I know that even Dare or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool. I mean, I think it was great as an R rated movie, but based on the comics, it's it not, didn't need to be. It didn't need to you, be. You, but you, I think it worked. But, yeah, but you I can trim, you can trim four minutes out of it. And it's not. True, you know it's yeah. it's it's very easily a PG thirteen movie. I mean, they they, they besides the language though, yeah, the language yeah, will take you right the, the fuck the out. Of yeah, that's, <laughs> what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying though is that you can change that very very quickly. Sure, I mean, it's it's a quick edit, and that's a PG thirteen movie. But I think it kind of worked in that sense. But sure, but and again, I, I'm not a huge Dare to, uh, or Deadpool you know reader, but. Uh, but with Hellboy, I, I've never really seen that as well, and, uh, you get what I have a, read. You get into a weird argument with Deadpool in particular because he's it was a Comics Code Authority character for a very long time. Yeah. So there was, you know, even the blood was blacked out. And then mm-hmm. when they started doing Dare, uh, Deadpool Max, that's when they started pushing the, ben- yeah. the boundary of the violence. And that's the, that's when the character really changed. I, well, and, and that's hard, too, because the Deadpool that was in that movie is not the Deadpool I read when I was a kid. Yeah. That was Cable and Deadpool. And that mm-hmm. was your, your road movies. It was... It was uh, Deadpool was Bob Hope to Cable's Bing Crosby, and sure. it was it was cool and it was fun and it was ridiculous. But uh, Hellboy, I, I, don't, I don't, I just don't see it needing an R rating. Also, but. there's another thing, people might take issue with this. Hellboy's Hellboy's a character kids should see. Really is. I mean, he's a cool character. He's when you watch that first Hellboy movie and he's you know struggling with his inner demons and doing yeah. his whole thing. There's the way Ron Perlman played him. He was a teenager. He yeah. was a 12 year old kid who just happened to be huge and like kittens. <laughs> and that's there's an innocence to that. I think is really cool to have as a he's a superhero. He really is a superhero. He is a he is one of the great as far as I'm concerned four color comic book characters. He he's great. The no. goon the goon's a character that should be in an R rated movie. Sure. Exactly. But no, I agree with you. Like. It, the, the Hellboy's it, it was always funny because it was called Hellboy mm-hmm. but it still was just like an earnest definitely kind of sweet character yeah but the but drawn in like this gothic style right and Mignola yeah. even talks about it where he says oh we got this we got the rights to do an R-rated movie and it's going to be blood and guts and I'm just kind of going that's not your comic dude that's See, not what you did that's where I get nervous because uh, you know Deadpool was great yeah Logan was great but save that for Lobo. We sure. don't. We don't need it for Hellboy. But I, I, to me, I'm getting nervous that like students like, oh man, those R-rated movies—they're raking know, it in. They, yeah, they get yeah. some good money. Right. So let's make all these things R-rated. 
And again, violence, language, anything like it doesn't bother me. But yeah. is it necessary? That's if you're, if my you're, thing. To me, Hellboy is not the character of Hellboy. To me, and he's a great character. But to me, what makes Hellboy work is Mike Mignola's art style, his sense yeah. of humor, his obsession with old mythology, Irish mythology. Yep. Uh, all of that stuff's in there. And if you want to go with the monsters, like they did a great job in the first movie where he dug up the old Russian corpse and it was carrying him around on his back. Yeah. Right out of the comics, right? That was a Tim Burton zombie. Yeah. That wasn't a George Romero zombie. Right. You don't You don't want that with Hellboy. Now, if you want to do that and you do a really cool Hellboy story that's got... Guns and bloods and or whatever. Guns and bloods. Guns and bloods. <laughs> yeah, you got a blood and guts movie that's you know super super hyper stylized. Cool, go for it. But that's that's not what but the character is at his core. When I think of Hellboy, though, it's funny. I mean, like with Logan. I mean, you saw Logan uh, taking his you know knives and stabbing them in people's faces right. and stuff like that, which is fucked up. Whereas Hellboy. Fights monsters and stuff like that, like fights to, dragons and gorgons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like not fairies, like, and, not yeah. so much realistic in the sense. Yeah. And so, like, why does that need to be rated R? I that's the where only, I'm jumping to. The only way it would really work is if they did it as a horror movie. If they did oh, it as a horror, that's, horror, that's a the horror mood. movie. A horror, a horror movie. That's the mood that they're going for. Right. So if they movie. did something, there's a there's an Irish character called a red cap, and what the red cap does is he he skins you, he scalps your head, and then he wears your inverted scalp. Well, that's rated R, right? You're you're bleeding. <laughs> yeah, you're, that, you're, that'll do it. He he, t- he takes your scalp that he's taken, and he turns it inside out, and he wears your bloody scalp on his head as a hat. And they did some issues of Hellboy where he fought red caps. Uh huh. And that. You do that as a you do that as oh people in Ireland the townspeople out in the out in the moors are having a hard time with red caps and right. Hellboy shows up to fight them. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, and that could be cool. But, but just you, don't make Hellboy R-rated. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't like need the to swear. Itself. He doesn't need to decapitate. Yeah. Hellboy's a good guy. I mean, he's yeah. he's right up there with Superman as far as do-gooders are concerned. Yeah. So I mean, struggling against his nature. I, yeah, I, I right. think that's what just and gets me nervous. What, is that like? It's not like the entire superhero world needs to turn into an R-rated movie. No, not like, at all. Movie. Yeah. So. I don't know if you guys saw this, speaking of Mignola. Mm. Did you see what uh, DC Comics, one of their next uh, animated movies is? Mm. Who's? Uh, DC Comics, uh, or Warner oh. Brothers, or whatever. Their animated division? Yeah. Uh, Gotham by Gath- Gaslight. No. Yeah. Okay, Gotham by Gaslight's the <laughs> story. <laughs> that's right. going to be interesting. Mike Mignola yeah. drew it. Late '80s. It's the story of of Batman fighting Jack the Ripper, yeah, who's it, the Joker. Like in Victorian England. Okay. Yeah, it's, oh. and it's it is it is one it's of really the cool. most mm-hmm. formative. Uh, it basically launched the look of steampunk because he had the goggles and there's mm-hmm. lots of gear works and all. Interesting. That. Yeah. And uh, Marvel followed up with with something similar, uh, Spider Man Noir. That, but that was, was like 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years yeah. later, but it was really good. And the Marvel Legends figure of Spider-Man Noir is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal piece of work. No, but I saw that now, I saw that today, and I was like, wow. oh, that's great. Mignola, freak out. early, early Mignola, I mean, when he first started, he was doing a lot of one-shots in Elseworlds books, so he did the, <laughs> he did the uh, uh, Crusader Batman story, too, where, where the Batman went down into the, into the caves to fight a dragon, and it was this, you know, huge, chunky plate mail armor with the bat, and... It's it's no I I loved him and I was that's why I was so bummed that he was such a dick when I met <laughs> him like one of those early cons that we we had here mm-hmm. you know? yeah I met him in San Diego Comic Con and he was grumpy as fuck and uh, but I think I think he's and he's tired <laughs> <laughs> but there's there there are characters like if Sam Keith were to bring the Max back and say even even as weird and whimsical as the Max is and he said I want to do an R rated comic well yeah he kills saber toothed tigers and he. As a serial killer for an enemy, and and that's that's twisted shit that could right. use an R rating. 
or even like the goon, uh, Eric Powell's the goon comics. Um, this guy, it, he's a giant overgrown troll dude. Uh, who hangs out with a guy who likes to stab people in the eye, and he fights zombies constantly. And there's like shit monsters. Yeah, and there's stuff. shit monsters. <laughs> I, it that's an R-rated movie, and it's actually a really funny movie, and it, and it would work that way. There's a lot of indie comics that would work that way. Uh, Eric Paul's got another one called Hillbilly. It's a uh, Southern Gothic um, fairy tales told like from this Appalachian hillbilly that wanders around <laughs> fighting monsters in Tennessee, <laughs> and R-rated movie. But unless you just reminded me of something that I would like to see made into. Uh, not a movie necessarily. Well, it could be a movie, but I'd see it more as an HBO series. You're going to say Southern Bastards. I'm going to say Southern Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not reading it, it's uh, you know find somebody who has some issues lying around and, and look at it. Yeah, or you get a uh, saga. Uh, saga is oh. is the unfilmable science fiction epic, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, it could be done. You know what? Those not f- if you give it to Zack Snyder. I was going to say those fucking idiots that made Sausage Party would probably make it. <laughs> saga is so good. Wait, did you not like Sausage Party? I'm just saying, they've ruined Preacher. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, let's see. Um, did, did anyone watch Sense8? I watched the Netflix? first season, and okay. it's it's kind of what the Wachowski should have been doing instead of you know fucking around with Dream Atlas. <laughs> Jupiter's Ascending. <laughs> Jupiter's Ascending. I mean, they, they, they've got a really good style to them. But they have a great visual. like Great, like, very visual sense. I mean, Speed Racer, that's all Speed Racer is. is this. You know, I never saw it. <laughs> it's, Actually, I liked it. I, 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 dug, it I dug the hell out of it. I mean, it was missing the car acrobat team, which is kind of what makes Speed Racer to me. Even but. all the all the Matrix movies. I mean, like you can. I mean, the last two are terrible, but uh, they have such a they have a good eye for detail of, of imagery. But when you start getting to like the, you know actual storytelling, story yeah, it's fucking awful. So Sense Eight is really good science fiction. It's it's some really hard hating. Is this a show? Yeah, it's a show on yeah. Netflix. Netflix, Netflix original. original. And yeah. is it? It's like the second season. They they canceled it. Yeah, and there was a big cliffhanger. There was. Well, um, the Wachowskis lobbied Netflix. Let us finish it. That's really cool. And Netflix said okay. Huh. We'll give you we'll give you a, an episode as a comic book, so you can finish it. <laughs> I, think I, I don't mean to sound insensitive. I know one is transgendered. Are they both transgendered? They now? are now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I don't, I don't. It's an I, extra long episode too, though. Does it say it's a? It'll it's a be two hours. What I read yeah. was it's a two hour. It'll be like a film, <laughs> yeah. film length. And so. it's 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 a really I I think Sense Eight's one of those. That, what is it about? I can't really describe it. I mean, these people all they all develop superpowers at one point and it's kinda like it's kinda like remember how cool the first episode of Heroes was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if it kept that up. The mm. first season of Heroes was good. Right. right. So these guys they yeah, started. Yeah, but it didn't really get good until the cello <clears throat> came in. It didn't really get good and, <laughs> uh, you mean reverse dazzler? <laughs> it really didn't get good until until they helped Siler break down his walls. Oh by yeah. breaking down oh, a wall. By punching a wall. Shut up, shut up, I don't yeah. remember. No, but since they, they, they start developing powers, but I mean, they actually have a real trans actress playing a, a trans woman. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, a lot of people don't do that. They don't realize the importance. We talk about representation on a panel I did at, at Gaming Con, and it's very important for a trans person to see a trans person playing a trans person, for Christ's sake. I like mean, Laverne Cox. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, uh, what was it, the thing they were saying after um, after Rogue the One? When, when Diego Luna <laughs> When Diego Luna took his dad out from the theater, and his dad said, I heard a Mexican voice in that movie. Yeah. I heard a Mexican voice in Star Wars. And it wasn't just that it was a Mexican actor. I mean, he actually sounded... So now you got kids that can grow up and be Cassie and Andor. I mean, it sucks that he dies, but still... Mm. I, Whoa, spoiler alert! <laughs> no, representation's a hugely important thing, and that's what Sense8 has. It's got a really good multicultural cast. It's got a really good acting. It's got a really good kind of storyline. It's it's kind of 
kind of mind-boggling <laughs> at times. So Netflix is going to let him finish the story. I'm happy to hear it. That's cool. That's cool. And I got this story just for Jimmy. Oh, shit. Because this he's one's here. made for Jimmy? This one's just for Jimmy. It's got, got a great, great soundtrack. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and are you doing this for Jimmy because he's here? I even wrote the headline. <laughs> Not hiking for, naked. For Jimmy. Go ahead. Say? Michael Bay says there are 14 Transformers movies already <laughs> written, and Jimmy is weeping. <laughs> what? 14? 14? 14. And he's that play- fucker it, won't live for another three years. He's claiming they're writing them? You think they have a script? I don't think Come so. Come on, man. They just pointed a picture of a do? fucking pile of shit that and one, rip. The last one just kind of fucking flopped here, right? See, what, uh, in what America, bugs me yeah. out, though, is that... So you said 14 Transformers films. I don't know if that's 14 that Michael Bay's going to direct. Because the one that you guys talked about, the 80s one, mm-hmm. uh, Egg keeps saying like shit that's like coming with it. And I'm like, I'm in. Like, I think it sounds bad. Oh, the ass. Bumblebee movie. Bumblebee, like, you know, it, I, I, they do Soundwave <laughs> as a fucking cassette player. I have lost my shit. If, if there is a scene of a dude walking down the street with a boombox on his shoulder and it turns into Soundwave, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking checking out. Dude, I'm done. That's what I don't, I, I'm not against Transformer movies. I'm just against Michael Bay's Transformers movies. Well, you're, you're against bad fucking movies. I'm also, I'm also all for the scene when uh, Generation One Grimlock tries to transform from a robot <laughs> into a dinosaur and he has to ask his dad to come and help him finish. <laughs> Because it's too fucking complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's, it says here that um, 14 stories ready to go in that universe. I'm sure they're all gold, too. Bay's most alarming response was to questions about the spinoffs planned to turn Transformers into a bona fide cinematic universe. The director said there are 14 stories written, and there's good stuff. So I would like to do one of them. <laughs> some, of, some of the, some of the best good. stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, he's the judge of good stuff. Ain't All he? the best stuff. Well, see, what makes me mad, though, is that Michael Pace made some good movies. No, I'm he, sorry. I agree. He, he, uh, and the last one that uh, I saw that I liked of his was the 13 Hours one, the whole Benghazi story. You kind of dug pain and gain, too. It was... It wasn't, yeah, that was, I liked 13 Hours more, but yeah. but this is a guy who just needs to fuck off from this franchise. Like, I'm sorry, you're not relating to this. His like, template you, for that is destruction, robot, oily check, repeat. Yeah, uh, or wax that motorcycle. I mean, like, yeah. it's just. It, I don't see a problem here. Um, and Jimmy, i just like to uh, tell you that I've launched an investigation in your, lo- in your love for this Benghazi movie. Yeah. Please do. Don't look at my emails. Do you need some shark? <laughs> I was with you. Yeah, you, you need some shark. You need some yeah. shark tank right. money for that. Movie? I, love you. <laughs> I love you, Carrie. <laughs> no, but I mean, I can't knock the guy. I mean, he's a good director. He can, can. make some good fucking movies. I, I will knock this fucking guy because he sucks it's a, at Transformers it's movies. It's the first time he made a movie that did something I didn't think was possible. Gave you a boner, huh? No, it was oh. like gave you. The equivalent of food poisoning. <laughs> it was view poisoning. Yeah, view it was poisoning. like celluloid poisoning. Yeah. Or, or, or like yeah. But that what that is, is honestly what makes me so mad because you could make some really fucking cool Transformers. Yeah, movies. well, you really could, and it also means that you know I, we won't see Robotech in the United States, but the, some of those giant robot shows from uh, from Japan, from, yeah. based off of anime shows that were fantastic. Don't say no to Robotech in the United States. Toby McGuire's going to do it. I will say no <laughs> until Harmony Gold is taken out of the picture because they, they are fucking up the rights and uh, uh-huh. and the distribution mm-hmm. rights to the Mecca. And Tatsunoko Studios in Japan is just like, as long as Harmony Gold exists, we're not letting the mm. United States do anything. Mm. They have released so much Macross-related shit internationally that we can't see here in the United States at all because of this feud between these two companies that's mm. been going on since 1983. Interesting. Don't you want to see an Edgar Wright Transformer movie? I not only do, I yeah. can imagine how amazing it would be. And the soundtrack. 
Great Especially with uh, let's go straighten it out, Jimmy. You no, know, you get you get you get a sound wave playing the jam as he's going down the road. You know, so sideswipe playing something it's really cool. Weird. From- I don't talk about much because I mean the movies are pretty much terrible. But like Transformers franchises, it bugs me a lot because I how grew- do you fuck it up? Well, I grew up on it, you know, and like that was those were my toys, and this is this could be fucking amazing, but you have an <clears throat> asshole in charge of it, <laughs> and you fucking ruined it, yeah. like. So no transformer movies should be like three hours long. No, three and they a half. Shouldn't. They shouldn't be that. Three long. and a fucking half. <laughs> and what's sad about them? I I only watched the first one, and even then, I really had a hard time finishing it. I was able to sit through both of those shitty <laughs> GI Joe movies because they were at least entertaining. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Release the sharks. Yeah. The second one. The second okay. one in particular, man, they knew they were making a lousy movie, and they just kept going. They kept going. <laughs> I actually like the second GI. Yeah. Actually, no, but I haven't seen it. The That's second one, the there, there is a there is a ninja fight between uh, On Snake a Eyes and there between Snake Eyes and Jinx and like thirty ninjas, and they're just swinging back and forth, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the second uh, GI Joe movie is actually pretty good, but it's just uh, the Adrian Transformers. The, the Transformers <laughs> scenes could be fucking amazing. Yep, and I think we'll get there. You know when Michael Bay dies when but. he when he's when he's not in the room, yeah, he just but, can't be there to ruin. Maybe it. somebody will get GoBots off the ground and make that transform. Oh. <laughs> yes, the origin of Leader One. <laughs> you can only see it at the Dollar Theater, but and, we won't see that because Psykill was actually stolen. Psykill uh, was stolen from Robotech, and licensing's wrapped up with oh. Tatsunoko Studios. God damn it! This fucking life we live. But if they went with the Revel model kit, they could use the Psykill they used for that instead of the one from the cartoon. Let it go. I can't. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, games and Ooh. movies. What do we have? Uh, do you have games, Tony? Yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, stop twittering angrily at me because I forgot to mention Splatoon 2 came out last week <laughs> on the Switch. I'm sorry. Splatoon 2? Yeah. Splatoon. What is Splatoon? Splat- I thought it was a Splatoon. 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 No, not Splatoon. Not yeah. Splatoon. Is that like a, it's Splatoon's like, fun. Is that like a porn video game? Kind of. No, not at all, actually. That's, that's Splatpoon. You're thinking of Splatpoon? Yeah. What the hell's wrong? Splatpoon? No, we've, we've all got... right, Shark Tank. Yeah. I got a video game idea. Splatpoon. Uh, let's see. This week, uh, we got some more beta <laughs> early access uh, games to try out. Fortnite by uh, Epic Games. Same guys that made like uh, the first three Gears of War games, cool. things like that. Mm. Uh, NHL 18 has a beta out this week if you want to play that. Um, hey, Pikmin on Nintendo 3DS. I don't know how that works. I got a nephew who loves that. It's not a ra- I don't think it's a regular Pikmin game. I oh. think it's something 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 different. Different. Oh, yeah. Okay. He loves the the Pikmin. Pikmin. There's a lot of people that, that like those games quite a bit. Uh, also, um, the new Nintendo 2DS XL does come out this week. So if you want the uh, <laughs> if you want to pay fifty dollars less and get a new 3DS XL that just doesn't do 3D. There you go. That's, well, I, that's I all it is. I can't see 3D, so that's perfect for yeah, me. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it it still has the clamshell design and everything because you guys know the first 2DS was like that slate looking yeah. thing. So this one still has the build quality of the 3DS. Oh, okay. With the clamshell design and the and the dual speakers and everything. Right. Extra thumbstick. So well, we all need an extra thumbstick. Gotta have an extra <laughs> thumbstick. <laughs> you can't even see uh, 3D in real life. No, I can't. So I look like a flat like paper. Yeah, you're all. You're I look all like t- you're fucking all Jackie Paper. Yeah, you're like cartoons. <laughs> wow, <laughs> flat little cartoons. It explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, everything makes sense. <laughs> everything makes sense. <laughs> uh, movies. How I keep cutting myself at work. Uh, uh, Reanimator is now on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Dr. Christ. Herbert West. So uh, which Reanimator? 
Oh, yeah. The good there one. was a bunch of them. The first one? No, no I, and I, I mean, which of the first one is it? I don't know. It just says Did Reanimator. Did they do a remake of Reanimator? There, there is an extended cut that oh. is so fucking hard to oh, watch. Oh, God. It's disgusting. Because there's there's a scene in Reanimator. Those of you who have seen Reanimator, um, and those of you who haven't are thinking, oh, this zombie movie sounds cool. There is a scene where a, a, um, a zombie uses another zombie's arms to hold his head. Uh, so they can perform oral sex on a woman, huh. and in the in the theatrical release, that scene goes on it's based for about on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> theatrical release is maybe a twenty second scene. It's short. It's done. Yeah. And then the theatrical cut uh, got re edited, and they made it more uncomfortable. They added um, the footage. They, they just, it's a terrible movie, but it's also no, an ama- it's, it's not. I think it's Stuart Gordon, right? Stuart Gordon's greatest movie. It's his only good movie, <laughs> other than Robot Jocks. <laughs> you can't, uh, don't talk that way about him. Another <laughs> film, another film of the same genre. Uh, James Gunn Slither. Ah, Slither. Ah, best movie ever made. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> uh, that movie has uh, Yondu's greatest performance, where he just wanders around screaming "Starla" for two hours, <laughs> and Nathan Fillion's the good guy. Uh, oh, that's right. Let's see. Uh, Lego Scooby. Is now out. It was called Blah Beach Blast. Like, is that a game? It's or a movie. Movie. Lego yeah. Scooby. Huh? Lego Scooby. <laughs> it's a porn. All right. <laughs> Could Weird. be. Could be. Oh, I and can't get these bricks apart. I think that's it. Yeah. That good. Slow week. All right. Okay. There you go. Thank you very much. Oh, huh? real fast. Oh me. yes, please. What? Uh, you want me to review uh, War of the Planet of the Apes real fast? Can you? Yeah. Are you allowed? Of course. I think it's out. Uh, what what day is this? Uh, twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, came out uh ten days ago. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> well, maybe you come back next week and we'll do it on broken news. <laughs> we can do it on You'll broken. You'll never news. know what I thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he did do the review, but we had to go in and individually erase everyone's memories. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Wait, they had a Good real job, Tony. Hey, real, real security problem with that one. Oh, I don't right. even remember doing it. Exactly. Well, that's because I had to go in and erase your memory. Hmm. Well, who erased yours to make you forget? I'd never forget. Oh, okay. He never forgets that Tony's going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be a fall guy. <laughs> Mr. B, finish this, please. All right. Shark Tank. Oh, oh, oh. What okay, do we I got, I got an we idea. Okay. 25% of my shit. <laughs> no, it's called Bukakham. Oh. Oh, brilliant oh, idea. Yeah. So it's like a GoPro, but it's got a very small strap. No, 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 How no, many no, no, investors no. are in this? Bukakham, a bunch of people sit around, uh, get in a circle around you, and feed you more ham. No. Oh, I no. like that. You that like sounds that? pretty good. Because I'm getting like more that? ham that way. Yeah, yeah sure. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs>